0: (laughs) podcast fresh on the last episode of podcast
1: fresh and then like carlton just straight up punches will in the gut like a straight up just punch to the gut
2: yeah now i'm seeing assault i was just like whoa
1: damn that was yeah like like will didn't fight back he was generally like hurt he crawled back to the mattress and just laid there um yeah what did you think of this all this so far pillow fighting and all
2: it was just crazy also Will's fucking gross for wearing his shoes in his bed like that <laughs> made me so uncomfortable to watch that and I'm like Will are you fucking kidding me right you now wear he's wearing like his Doc Martens or whatever on the fucking bed Like, oh, come on dog <laughs>
3: This is a story all about how Wake Cap and Chris just both sat down. So we'd like to take some time, man, chill out there. We'd like to talk a bit about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Podcast Fresh. Podcast Fresh.
4: Podcast Fresh.
2: Podcast Fresh. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Fresh show number 34. My name is Chris Torres, and as always, I'm with Ryan Mello. Ryan, what's what up, What is man? up? It is I what is up? we wanted to say hello to everybody and welcome you all to the podcast fresh fresh prince of bel-air the show that talks all things fresh prince of bel-air and usually a lot of things not fresh prince of bel-air but uh man just another nice week here in toronto it's been sunny it's been beautiful i'm seeing everybody outside so uh it kind of gets you juiced, you know, as somebody that's kind of been uh, taking a tranquilo the last couple of months to uh, see everybody out there walking and being active. It's made me go out there and, uh, you know, my, my walks were a lot longer and uh, just been getting outdoors more. How you doing, uh, man?
1: Man, today we almost reached like 30 degrees. Um, I, for the first time in a while, like felt so good just like took it no no not my shirt but my jacket and my <laughs> sweater for work um <laughs> and it's just good working in a t-shirt it's so, so much more freedom right um
2: yeah no, the weather's been pretty good
1: it's about time man we were like in the we're like heading into
2: late may and we were still getting like snow here and there it's like what yeah it was getting yeah. a little frosty and don't forget last year at in this month may actually um We got a little bit of snow here in Toronto, so hopefully it doesn't happen again this year, but it's possible. It's always possible. I'll let you know if we get snow, because chances
1: are Barry's going to get snow (laughs) before you.
2: Yeah, so for those listening, Barry, uh, where I'm recording in Toronto, uh, Ryan is uh, via Magic uh, Satellite. We pay the satellite bills around here. He's simulcast live in here. No, 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 but uh, Ryan's up in Barry, which is about, what what would you say, 45 minutes north Um, of the city? From the city,
1: maybe maybe an hour,
2: and uh yeah, from the city like Toronto downtown where you know the sky to land bullshit, it's just a shot yeah. north uh, about an hour. So, but anyway, it's a lot can change in that hour. I mean, you guys get snow beginning in fucking I think August. I said this times.
1: before, but one time I was driving home, and the minute I entered Barry, or not Barry, more like just just a little into Innisfil. It was like the sky changed color, and like I was in this force field, and like flurries <laughs> were everywhere, cl- like fog, like all this shit. Like, and it's like, man, f- two minutes ago, it was so sunny I couldn't see. Now it's snowing Dang. really hard. <laughs> it's like what in the hell? Wow. Going
2: on? Yeah, man. Maybe Barry is part of like the Panem Games, and like it's all a simulation, and there's like a architect out there, you know, putting all these different levels of the for Hunger you. Games. <laughs> all right. Yes, sir. <laughs> What a beautiful pimp.
1: <laughs> From my house to yours, it is exactly one hour and one minute right now.
2: You I, Googled yeah, it?
1: Maps, maps, maps.
2: There maps. you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that feature is brought to you by Google. <laughs> we are not getting paid by Google.
1: <laughs> I, I am. What? Uh, what? Yeah, you missed out
2: on that payday. I get two checks, pal. Bullshit. I get no checks. You get a check for this? I can get a check for this. (laughs) I do. Universal pays me. Right in the fine print,
1: man. They uh, they took the checks out from last season. I actually am doing this for free now. Um, It's a terrible life choice. Don't don't follow me.
2: I've been doing this for free for a long (laughs) time. It's how we do it on the road, kid. We call it in the ring. All right, dude? Jesus. Speaking of wrestling, uh, we'll talk more wrestling, uh, on the podcast fresh and also on my own show that's going to be coming out, uh, tomorrow. But, uh, did you get a chance to watch the pay-per-view, the back, the WrestleMania
1: I saw, I, um, I only saw the two main title matches because honestly, I forgot that that was happening
2: that day. Uh,
1: and by the time I realized and tuned in, they were at the first title match, the, uh, the triple threat, um,
2: yeah you two did yeah, later no, than I me i just
1: i totally forgot it was it was on uh, i forgot and then once it clicked because i started seeing stuff on the internet yeah i was like oh shit let me jump in and then i jumped in and uh i mean both matches were pretty solid i liked what i saw so
2: but the fucking zombies that, man
1: what the fuck dude, did you think so of like, the
2: zombies so yeah. the zombies showed up in a pro wrestling match so any anybody that doesn't follow and don't worry we'll we'll get off this quick but uh, what the fuck did you think about those zombies just showing up? These zombies showed up as lumberjacks in this match and started attacking everybody. I'm not outraged at all, but I'm just kind of like, what the, f- what's going I'm on not here? Outraged. <laughs> like the word isn't outraged. It's just, it's just a really yeah. high level of
1: WTF to me. Like I really don't know how to put into words how I feel about that shit. Um,
2: oh, H. I, no, I, I really, right.
1: like, I'm not happy about it. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm like. And I'm not yeah. indifferent to it. I'm very like I care that this happened, but it's like I, I'm not super pissed off either. I don't know. I can't explain. It. It's just,
2: yeah, you're honest. Yeah, like, you're
1: indifferent.
2: Fuck. Well, yeah, what do you sit on it? Like, uh, i just that, a good politician. I think I nah, you. Nah, At that
1: point, it's like I'm questioning myself as to why I'm putting myself through this.
4: <laughs> why the
0: right. fuck am I watching this?
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Why do
2: I like this stuff? My my favorite shit is uh, wrestling with regret. <laughs> bending the knee <laughs> and, and decide he's no longer going to cover Raw. That's the best <laughs> shit ever. Because, and I don't say that celebrating that that uh, that he doesn't do it anymore. But I am sort of celebrating in the fact that uh, he's like a canary in the coal mine. You know what I'm right. saying? He's a fucking hardcore. He's a guy that was actually in the business for a time. Um, you're turning that guy off from doing the Monday show? That's you know, amazing. like that's that's not level. a good sign and i'm glad to see that you know even though the the shows continue to be like 1.7 1.8 million for the raw brand um i at least i'm kind of the sort of you know that number it is what it is but for me it's like i want to see a good you know a good storyline with a good wrestling match that's all pro wrestling's ever really been or give me one or the other but make it interesting you know and it doesn't really happen in the uh wwe brand that often anymore as much as it did you know when i was younger i know it's a dead horse but
1: i just don't understand like it's so jarring the storylines because you have something like that like zombies and then you have like Alexa's lexa doing magical stuff and then you have like roman and cesaro who are like they almost they almost push the rating of the show you know what i mean it's like it's very there's a lot there's so much going on they don't it's like they really don't know what to where to stand on on anything i don't know they're they're literally throwing stuff and seeing what sticks that's literally what i got from this and i i i I hated the zombies i really did yeah shit
2: well i think we're gonna get more of that magic i think that kind of stuff is here to stay that is so depressing yeah but uh, the rest of my weekend was good. I, I, I played a lot of um, Streets of Rage 4. Got into that. There you go. I know you played it like a while ago. You've been recommending it to me like mm-hmm. for a while. And I remember you said to me, you're like, just don't do it like if you need to get something done. Yeah. And I need to get some stuff done this weekend. And I and I downloaded the game and I played it. And I was like, shit. Yeah, um, yeah but that's a really, really good game. Fun. Amazing pretty good replay value like you keep you know when you get to a tough spot or a tough boss or something you can you know replay but i'm making my way through the story for the first time so i don't know about any of the other modes that are in the game uh
1: i really liked how you would get like i don't know if you're there you're probably there i don't know so you get like uh you could switch characters on the fly and then you get like a new character it's cool i don't know it's cool like everyone has like their own moveset and they feel completely different than the other person um me me and your sister killed that in one night. Like we were hooked. We played all day. <laughs> like <laughs> Right. Yeah, man. Um there is DLC out, so I, I think I'm going to probably get that and jump back in. I like my cool. beat 'em ups, man. Beat 'em ups, I've come to the conclusion beat 'em ups are the best genre to play with somebody that aren't like hardcore gamers like my wife. You know what I mean? Like Right. It's just fun. Like you both have fun no matter what level of gaming you you're into, you know? Like t- like Tiff likes leisure games, like Pikmin and and um uh, animal crossing stuff like that however she right. did pull off a win on mario 2 which is a pretty i don't know if it's a hard game but man that's pretty impressive to me when you beat an nes game it's impressive to me so right <laughs> she did pull yeah. that out but um yeah no beat ups are great and that
2: one honestly is one of the best that's funny because i've never beaten uh mario 2 really okay that, yeah, that's, so the,
1: that's the weird one with the vegetables
2: oh i know which one it is yeah but i owned it but um I never, uh, like on, the, on an NES cartridge, before somebody said, I own it too, on my Switch. No, no, no. I mean, I know we all own it now, but I mean, like I had it as a Nintendo cartridge that my dad bought for $10 at the time off the black market. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he said, give me that game. And he got um, Super Mario Brothers 2. He took uh, Final Fantasy. Um, the one game that was shitty, but still memorable to me because you're a little kid. You remember everything. Dirty Harry for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Damn. So I popped when uh, Angry Video Game Nerd did a <laughs> yeah. episode of Dirty Harry. It was awesome. Um, yeah, especially when he was making fun of him. Like, who bends down? Uh, I forget what he's doing to like pick something up or uh, looking through a keyhole or something. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was it, man. Five bucks. That's awesome. So anyway, yeah, Tiff likes the, uh, more of the quieter games.
1: Yeah, definitely. But she's a fan of beat-em-ups, so... That's good. I think the yeah. next one is uh I'm probably gonna wait for the Ninja Turtles game to come out, probably do that one, yeah. one next.
2: That one looks awesome. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, the Turtles one will be good and that's um that's a sequel, right? It's not a remake, it's a sequel to Turtles in Time, right? I'm pretty sure.
1: If it's not a sequel, it's something completely new. It's not a remake of any kind.
2: Yeah. But Right, yeah, I don't think it's a remake. Yeah. Man, I rented that game all kinds when I was younger on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Me too. Actually, you know
1: what? I was more of a, just because just I had it, the third game. I think it's called the Manhattan Project. Um, same kind of gameplay. It's a beat-em-up. But that one was the one I sank a lot of hours to just because I owned it. Right. Uh, the fourth game I played kind of later in life, like maybe 10 years later. Yeah. But I could. it's a great game. Turtles in Time is awesome. I got to buy that cartridge, but it's usually in the hundreds.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if it became available digitally, you know?
1: Yeah, but, you know, licensed games. Licensed games just don't have that luxury sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that... Um, I don't know if you played it growing up, but Ghoul Patrol and Zombies Ate My Neighbors. No. So those games are like Disney games. Like, Disney wow. ha- had those licenses with uh, LucasArts. And s- out of nowhere, we get an announcement that it's coming. they're coming out to the Switch, which is pretty sick, so... I want to see wow, that. those two old Nintendo games? Yeah, SNES games are coming to the Switch. But it's cool because they're like Disney held, you know? Like, it's pretty. It's like literally Disney opened up the vault and just gave the Ni- Nintendo that. So that's awesome, and uh, that's what I want to see more of. Just licensed games coming out. Like, I would love the NES Batman game. I think that game's awesome.
2: But what about that game? You want to buy it on cartridge?
1: Like, I would love if it came. If it no, I have it on cartridge, but I would love if it came like digitally to the to the Switch. I'd buy it. Right. In a heartbeat.
2: Okay. I'm going to mark you down for that. Ryan's going to buy <laughs> Batman. If it happens. Digitally. Digitally. And I'm going to bother you. promise promised to download that game. I'm going to follow up. Was that fucking game downloaded? <laughs> no, dude. I'm just, <laughs> just having that time. Of down, you know, my account's locked out. And I don't give a shit. You promised you'd buy that game. I just stalk you for the rest of your life. I just show up wherever you are, you know. You don't even care if I play it. I just gotta buy it. You're going in for a surgery to get like a kidney replace or something. I'm like, you better buy that, better fucking, buy that game. fucking game when you're done the surgery. Sir, you bitch. have to leave. Yeah. I'm family. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's
1: not. Send them away. It's me yelling in pain. He's not. He's not. Don't let him yeah. <laughs> He won't stop. Oh
2: man. I send you a Christmas card. Hey, Merry Christmas, man. By the way, did you end up uh, playing that fucking game? Oh, <laughs> All right, let's get the hell out of here and into some more nonsense. We are talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the main event of the evening The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We are on season three, episode 13. This one's called Mommy Nearest. Uh, this one is original, air date December 14, 1992. And kind of pre-credits, we arrive in the kitchen. Uh, Will arrives in the kitchen, rather, to Viv. Carlton's also there. And uh, Will says that he's got the cake. Carlton makes a condom joke. This is strange because they started sparring early here. I was like, all right, ring the bell. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Carlton hits him with a, con- with a condom combo. And then uh, Will makes a sock puppet joke. Uh, Carlton counters the prison joke. And then uh, Will just flat out calls Carl- Carlton a pygmy. I'm gonna call that two two. But man, we're starting off the episode hot. I didn't understand where this was going. I'm like, why are they why are
1: they like this already? We just started. Right. Um, and we just
2: came off an episode called the Cold War.
1: Yeah. Is that why? Is they're trying to do continuity?
2: they give giving no, shit on no, the sudden? No, I don't not think why. that's that's first of all, no. Because <laughs> yes. we know that No no no, because these episodes are shot out of order, right? Right. So right, 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 right. That's not I mean it's possible, sure. But I don't think so. Maybe that's why they put it in this order, you know? Right. They
1: could think of that. But no. But who
2: knows what they think of when they do the schedule, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if the show's shot in LA or whatever, it's not like, you know, they have, for example, all the ants in this episode. They're like, Hey, why don't we do the Christmas episode as well? They might, but I doubt it, because they're all accessible, you know what I mean? Yes. Whereas if they were making a movie, it'd be like, No, 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 we have the ants. Let's shoot all the ant scenes first, kind of thing, right? Mm. But, uh, yeah, uh, these two idiots start insulting each other. We just came off that really terrible episode, The Cold War. Um, in the kitchen, Will just being annoying. Phil's pissed. Like, he's just got this really good facial. Like, he's just super annoyed at everything. <laughs> he hates this shit. He's got to do all the work. And he brought the wrong juice and bread, damn it, that, of course, Anne Heldon likes. Dude, I like that touch. That of course it's gonna be on Helen, the biggest pain in the ass of all the sisters. <laughs> yes. That she's gotta have her own bread, her own juice, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> but like, that's at the same time, that's like God levels. You know what I mean? I want my nephews to one day be like, "Oh fuck, we gotta have Uncle Chris's favorite beer and his favorite snacks." And you know what I mean? Because you- <laughs> Uncle Chris is maybe coming over for the game or something. <laughs> So, you think that's uh, not gonna happen that's totally gonna happen it's totally gonna happen oh we don't have uncle Uncle chris we don't have his favorite snacks oh, chris the likes that kids.
1: fancy beer right and they're like yeah. mocking you.
2: <laughs> and plus they already have good hearts like they're
1: good people anyway you know what i'm saying you, you want to hear a cute little story uh <laughs> yeah I, man, I, I got my haircut uh, on saturday yeah but before yeah. i left the boys were skateboarding and they asked me if i could ride the skateboard that they had right <laughs> wow okay because they know about how i used to so then i was like you know what i got my board in my car busted out the board i started doing like kickflips and shit and they were just like in awe just looking at me wow they were like how the hell did you do that because they've never probably seen anything or known anything about that like my past i feel like the boys are just starting to get to know me now so to me it's like when i you know i pulled that out i just started doing tricks i was actually i felt pretty good i was not that rusty And, um, but the boys are just looking at me and then they, uh, they're asking me like, can you teach me how to push? Can you teach me how to like properly push and like how to not fall and get my balance? So I, I was there for literally like 20 minutes before I, I had to leave, but I was there for 20 minutes trying to like teach them some basic stuff. And then I was like, okay, I got to go. So then I I skated to my car and I dipped, but man, uh, those boys are so funny, man. Shit.
2: And they're good kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're the best. Like, I don't worry about them. Mm Mm-hmm because I think they're they're good they're good kids their hearts will get them um far The youngest one's a little bit of a a brawler, you know what I mean? He's a little bit more of a little dynamite stick.
1: He's just misunderstood.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but he's good. Yeah. He's the one that's going to like sneak me the alcohol and the cigarettes into my old my, my my retirement home, you know what I'm saying? He he actually
1: uh we were playing a game. It was like <laughs> me me versus Tiff and Julian and Dylan so like it was right. me against them and Tiff like tripped me and, and threw me it was like a stupid version of Freeze Tag but she ended up like killing me Jesus and then Jesus. I complained I'm like no there's no way I lost like, like you were frozen and you touched me and then Dylan actually took my side even though he wasn't on my team and he like really impressed me he's like no you, you know what you're frozen you can't really do that technically what? I was like what the <laughs> hell
2: <laughs> he's awesome it's so funny Wow. It surprised me He's a true G, though.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. We,
2: we, you know that running gag me and Dylan have at the table where, like, he'll call my dad and tell on me, like, he'll <laughs> yeah. tell my dad, like, something horrible. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you were there, like, like, a few months ago, but I actually turned up tables on him. He said something rude to me, so I called my dad on him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think I was there, though. That, that sounds familiar. That's funny.
2: Yeah. I have these. I'm sure you do, too. But I have, like, these little running jokes with, like, each of them. And then another one that I do um, when we're sitting at the dinner table is that he always... Because he always sits opposite me, like, toward the end of the yeah. table, right, where the kids are. So I always just give him, like, the thumbs up. And if he's in a good mood, he'll give me the thumbs down. Uh, up, excuse oh, yeah. me. But if he's in a bad mood, he won't even raise his arm. He'll just, like, furrow his eyebrows. We're like, oh, damn. <laughs> You better watch out. I go. This motherfucker's spicy. I said, "Okay, <laughs> all right." Uh, he's uh, he's the best. Oh man, little Dylan, <laughs> bastard. Nah, he's a sweet kid. <laughs> anyway, where were we in this? Uh, okay, so after the credits. Yes, yeah, so we were just <laughs> talking about like, yeah, we spied, We went off into uh, my my nephews. So yeah, so um, Uncle Phil went to the grocery store and he got the wrong juice and the wrong bread that Aunt Helen likes. So Viv sends him back, and he, this time she adds some uh, some ice cream. And uh, so Phil's like, fuck it. Why not? You know what I mean? I'm going back anyway. I might as well get the ice cream. Yeah. And Will says, "Will Pipes said, very brave, he goes, oh, by the way, don't eat it all on all the way home like last time. <laughs> yes. And the look on Phil's face, I'm like, man, Phil is going to strangle this fucking guy like Homer Simpson on Bart style. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> the squiggly tongue (laughs) yeah you little yeah uh careful ryan don't step onto the ramp there because ladies and gentlemen we're gonna have a bunch of entrances here the sisters (laughs) all start making their way into the kitchen one at a time they all uh have a they all get a a nice little pop from the crowd uh uncle frank's looking a little bit different ryan tell me about uncle frank here uncle frank kind of looks like bob
1: saget um yeah, it's not the same dude, man. I actually, he, but you know what? Yeah, I, 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 like, say, I liked him. I actually thought he. Yeah, was, I he, did. I did too. I he was a little too. more goofier than the other guy. He like, <laughs> was definitely a goofball, <laughs> right? But I actually liked that. Like it made him more like of uh, an outsider <laughs> to me. But like he's still, yeah, he's in the family. He's been in the family long enough that they're like cool. Like I guess, I I guess you'd say cool with it. I don't know.
2: Um, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. But I liked him. Yeah, he was funny. I. It's so funny because. Uncle Frank is such, like, a bit character in the overall scheme of the show. Yeah. And I'm, I I realized that in the early 90s, especially when it was, like, television city, like, there were literally sitcoms being filmed. Like, I'm not talking about, like, you know, sit down and binge through 10 episodes. You, you've you gone backwards. They used to have, like, 23, 24, 25 episode seasons. And uh, obviously, like, this one, but, like, I'm talking about, like, all across the board. Right. And so I'm just wondering, would it have been that hard? Like, did, could they not get him? Or that guy that played Uncle Frank, you know, did they, Did I mean, could they not agree on money? Like, that's so strange to me. You know what I'm saying?
1: Maybe he just didn't want to do it, you know? Maybe he was like, fuck it, I'm maybe, above this shit. Maybe
2: he didn't like the portrayal of the character. Who knows? Because damn, his right.
1: character was shown in pretty, like, it was. it was a small gap between the two times he appeared. So he probably had enough time to be like, yo, I don't really like the way. This was perceived, or the mm-hmm. way the reaction was to this, like the, right. the, the 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 actor itself could have literally just been like, "I'm not down with this."
2: Yeah, I
1: completely agree. There's a million yeah. million reasons we can think of.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the sisters all get there one by one, and uh, Will says what we're all thinking. Next time, how about y'all just coming together? Yeah, was kind of <laughs> just all fucking come down. <laughs> Nothing says uh, uh, you get you you mean nothing in this company when when like uh, ten wrestlers all come down to like a battle royal to like the uh, same song like one behind Jesus the other Christ. you know what I mean. I remember watching uh, World War Three, uh, which was a WCW pay per view back in the late mid to late nineties, and it was a sixty sixty guys across three rings. I don't know if you have ever seen this gimmick like in no. retro videos. No. It's like a battle royal in each ring, and there can only be one winner. After there's one person left in each ring, they all get together. It's really it's as stupid as it sounds. They all get together in the middle ring, and it's the, the final three in a battle royal win to survival. But at the beginning, because it's a battle royal, they just have all the guys coming down to the ring like single file. Mo- some of them get a little bit of a shine. A few of them even get their own songs. But like the first 40, 45 guys all just come down to the ring in a line. It was pretty ridiculous as it sounds.
1: That sounds bonkers. Um no, I've
2: never seen that before. <laughs> yeah. World War Three. Well, they're not exactly uh classic matches, you know what I'm saying? The um
1: the equivalent to that would probably be like when uh all <laughs> those dudes come from the back uh running after like our truth for that stupid belt.
2: Right. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Or, like, when they need, like, a, a bunch of wrestlers to separate, like, you know, Lesnar and Reigns, and they send in, like, the 205 guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: That's They're all in suits. They're supposed to be other people. Right. Yeah. Jeez.
2: Yeah, so Will says, next time, come in all together. All the answers at this point are kind of, like, putting over each other. Will makes a joke about a microwave, which bombed. Like, the crowd was like, eh, <laughs> Vivian, girl, you are
3: glowing. <laughs> Well, that's oh, so because she'd be spending a lot of time in front of the microwave.
0: <laughs> Philip, that reminds me. Would you pick me up some microwave popcorn, please?
3: You know, next time I'm going to get pregnant.
0: <laughs> well, you certainly have the pants, for it.
2: <laughs> basically, one of the sisters said that, oh, you're practically glowing. And uh, mm-hmm. Will says, you know, oh, it's because you've been spending so much time in front of a microwave. And people are like, yes. So that one did not um, did not hit. Ryan, are you do you pay attention to the pops when certain j- jokes hit or miss? Uh yeah. I, I expect the, the pop to sound a certain way. <laughs>
1: so whenever right. they don't sound a certain way, I I like really hone in on why. And that was mm-hmm.
2: definitely one of the times that I was like, whoa, okay, that did not go well. I'll give you an example of somebody that I don't know if they write for her a certain way or she's just not delivering it properly. But I find that uh, unfortunately, a lot of Ashley's jokes just don't seem to land, and people seem to laugh, but like politely. Does that make sense? To not be jerks, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: but think about it. Every joke Ashley makes is always about like, oh, I'm not included, or something like that. You yeah. know, what I mean, it's always like, I'm oh, too I'm not. young. Yeah, it's always that, and it's like I thought we did away with that once we did that episode where she's like in high school, but I guess right. not because it keeps happening.
2: I think part of the um, Part of the conundrum is she's such a young cast member. And while there were shows on at this time with younger cast members, the show is more focused on Will and, you know, his life. So right. I think it just draws, uh, it skews a different audience. And um, I'm just, I wonder if that's why they haven't built more storylines around her. I think it's definitely harder because you
1: need to you know relate this young woman who honestly comes across as a little girl still sometimes uh, right to a general audience that is there for um a you know an adult male even though he is portrayed as a teen yeah you know it's the fresh prince at the end of the day that's where those a lot of those numbers came from him doing a, a a separate career path prior to the show so it's very hard to to kind of pull that one out of nowhere every now and then. And, and honestly, when they do, it's, it's cool. And sometimes they do really good stuff with it. But I do, like, you could tell it's like those are just, even though it's an Ashley episode, it always feels filler. Like, yes. it, could, it could do a lot for Ashley's character sometimes. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, it's filler.
2: Right. Also, I don't think that the writers are doing a good enough job of uh, giving Ashley some creative storylines that really get you excited. Mm-hmm. but I think no matter what story they're writing the anchor that they're tied to is it somehow has to go back to Will yeah because we've seen what happens when there's episodes where Will plays like secondary and the episode is about somebody else it's not bad but then it becomes like a Jeffrey episode or a Jazzy Jeff episode or a, a Phil and his parents episode but I actually don't mind Will as supporting cast I don't mind him taking a step back and playing like you know what I'm saying um It'd be interesting to see once the whole season, uh, excuse me, once the whole series is done. It'd be interesting to look backwards and say, oh, hmm, out of all the episodes, I wonder which episode it felt to me the most like Will was kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because up until now, even in stories where it is a Jazzy Jeff episode or it is a Jeffrey episode, like we're going to focus on next, at the end of the day, it's still kind of anchored back to to Will.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I feel like. Characters like Ashley, Hillary, even Carlton to an extent. Like, yeah, when they have episodes aired around them, it's um, you could really feel the fillerness of that. The like of the, like the vibe that's coming out of the episode is just it's still a filler. Once you jump into more like a Jeffrey episode or the parents, I guess, just older people, um, it feels like it matters more because those people are who shape Will to be who he's going to be because they're his elders. Whereas the cousins, it's almost like, it's almost like saying, get your own show. Like, it's almost right, like we're right. not going to emphasize that much on you because at the end of the day, you're the same age, but you're supporting characters. You're not the main character. Um Like we will get a We'll get a Hillary episode, but we know the next episode after that will not be a Hillary episode. It just won't. It's going, we're going to go back to will. It's true. You know what I mean? So it's true, man. Yeah. But when we see episodes like when it's centered around like um, Vivian and Phil's like past or, you know, just Jeffrey's life or whatever, like, yeah, it's more interesting because you want to know how they all got there. Whereas the kids were seeing how they got there every, every day, every episode. So I think that's generally something that needs to be said uh, when it comes to this. Because at the end of the day, yeah, Will is the main character. So all the all the other supporting characters that are in his age group always feels like a filler. Even a jazz episode is a filler.
2: Yeah. Right. And I and I remember we talked about this a while ago. I told you my favorite aunt was Aunt Helen. Is she also your favorite aunt? Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she made me laugh. Uh, just so many. They gave her really good lines too, but like by nature of her character, those are the kind of characters I like anyway, but they were she was not only was she written really well. But she speaks, like if you just read her line on a piece of paper, it probably doesn't stick out. Right. You know what I mean? That's it. I'm going to find myself a white man. Hmm. But then she reads it her way, and it's the funniest shit in the world. Yeah. yeah. When she goes, well, that settles it. I'm going to get me a white man. I just thought that was the funniest shit. It's all about the delivery. All the, deli- but more, a little more than that. But, um, Yeah, you know, just her cadence, just just her really owning that Her personality and everything. Definitely. A
1: good example of this, I've been watching a lot of that comedian Sebastian Meniscalco.
2: Yeah, Sebastian Papadipoopy, yeah, I remember him.
1: His jokes, just like you're saying, if you read them on paper, it just sounds like stuff you would say normally.
3: I went to Chipotle a couple weeks ago. Love Chipotle. They make a really nice burrito over there. It's so terrific. The, the, the employees can't stop eating it. The employees are never working. They're always in the dining room eating. Ever walk in there and you're like, where are the workers? The only guy behind there is the guy cutting chicken just looking at
2: you. <laughs> right, he's not trained on burrito building.
1: But because yeah. he has that weird delivery and, and like right. just that character like that he portrays like that Italian yes. guy, because it's not him in real life. No, he's got such
2: a deep ass voice in real life. So and it's like, he's a very serious guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, For, like, his Instagram <laughs> is not him being a fucking clown and yeah, no. doing funny shit with his friends. He is a he's an artist. Like he's just a completely uh, different person than his persona. Exactly. Which he I just, think is tremendous.
1: Oh, that's amazing. He just breaks that out, you know, when he has to go to work. Yeah. Um, but every line he delivers in a stand-up show, I enjoy a lot, even though it's like, it's not even stuff that's going to be funny. Like, it's just yeah. the way he says things is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's what I'm saying. Like, that's not him all the time. And I'm sure uh, the actress that plays Helen, that's not her all the time. But she's talented, <laughs> right, right, you right. know? She could, she could turn that on and just deliver.
2: Right. But just like in... Uh In other media, including pro wrestling, but I wanted to put wrestling secondary. I don't want people to think we're going back to pro wrestling. We're not. (laughs) But all I was going to say is the best characters in whatever, a um, a TV series, or, um, but specifically more with stuff like um, opera or stage plays or uh, pro wrestling or any art that's live, like uh, music or whatever, The most important are the most realistic characters. And, yes, there are characters in music as well. The best characters are the ones where they're playing just themselves plus, like, 20%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Extra. There are exceptions. For sure there are exceptions. Like, wow, I wouldn't think that you can play such a sadistic. Sure. Sure. But for the most part it's people that is it's just, you know, David Letterman on TV is probably David Letterman plus 20%. So what's David Letterman less than 20%? Probably more of the same guy. Probably a little bit crankier, probably a little more, <laughs> more likely tamed. to snap at you or or yeah, just be like, "Ah, tranquilo." You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um yeah, no, it's just it's just interesting. No, but I think uh Anne Helen definitely is the uh, she's I mean, awesome.
1: I don't, mean, I don't mean to make it about me But even me Like when I make music I, I'm not I'm not the person I, I act like, you know? like Right <laughs> I just I, I talk shit And I tell stories and stuff But I, I'm i not the person That people hear me in On a song That's why when When I tell people I rap People are very like They think I'm bullshit like, Right <laughs> They're like Yeah no fucking way You're lying And then I'll show them some songs And they're like What in the hell
2: Yeah everybody's Everybody's different that way For sure for sure. Mm. But I think that's awesome because I love it when people surprise me like that. Like, I figure I know everything about that person and that motherfucker pulls out a little something. Yeah. And it just makes you look at them in a different light and appreciate them for right. something completely different. You know what I mean? And it could be like the dumbest thing. Yeah. Like, um, I found out, you know, my boss is a New York Islanders fan or I found out that one of my clients... Um, was an amateur like a uh, chess player back in like the 60s and i'm like well, wow, that's so amazing you i know, know exactly here, what you mean like one of the guys at worked today had a dragon yeah.
1: ball shirt and i was like
2: oh dope <laughs> oh you sent me that text and i was like yes yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah man you ever want to get yourself in a sticky situation just be
1: like you watch dragon ball yeah who's oh, your favorite character it seems like that's a go-to these days. Like everyone knows that show. No matter
2: what. Oh, yeah. All walks of life know that show. It's 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 broken the pop culture bubble. Barrier. Not yeah. to go back to the Hunger Games stuff, but it's penetrated the <laughs> the, the <dome>. bubble. <laughs> Katniss Aberdeen. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, no no no, it's 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 in the mainstream. Like people know that. Like Dragon Ball Z is now like, <laughs> nerd getting stuffed into the lockers." And but honestly, like even when I When Dragon Ball Z became huge, at least in North America, was what? The mid 90s, right around the time you were born? Yeah. Yeah, because by the time I got to high school, which was, uh, Jesus Christ, which was 1997, 98, when you were three, (laughs) when I was hitting the high schools and uh, doing my business. Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon were all over YTV. YTV, everybody is like a Canadian. It's mm. like a smaller but Canadian version of like Nickelodeon, something like that. Right. And every kid would come. I don't know. if Do kids still watch YTV? I don't know. But like you would get home from school, put down your backpack and uh, still with your shoes on. Because you know your mom's going to come in and yell at you to take your shoes off. But I would just sit in front of the TV like YTV is on. Shut up, mom. I'm kidding. I love you, mom. I would never tell mom to shut up my mom would be like, take off your shoes. All right, mom, i to take off my shoes. And I would just watch TV for like three, four hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Probably wasn't that long. We think that we were on TV that much, but uh, my parents were like, they weren't the strictest, but they made me get off the TV after like a couple <laughs> hours. But a t- uh, cartoon was only like 20 minutes, 22 minutes, right? So, yeah, um, yeah but TV was awesome. And Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon were all over that. And I was... I tried to follow Dragon Ball Z, but in those days, dude, like, if you miss two days, it's, like, missing, like, four episodes. Yeah. And, yeah, there were parts where it would slow down. Like, there's one, I forget if it's, like, season two or season three, where, like, for, like, six episodes, Goku's just, like, running back to Earth. I'm like, Jesus Christ, will you get there already? Can someone call this guy an Uber so he can it's, get back to Earth? <laughs> yeah,
1: <it's>, uh, <laughs> those ones sucked. It's like, oh, this is, like, yesterday's. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, like... You know what's funny, though? They did that because the manga was being written around the same time, and they were just using that as filler for, like, the next shit to happen so they could move on. Um, I remember the YTV glory days, man. I remember when it was, like, Pokemon, Digimon, and Dragon Ball one after another. That was my shit. That was something I tuned in for no matter what. (laughs) But Dragon Ball, they never played Dragon Ball all the way through, man. They only played, like, the Frieza Saga on loop, it seemed. I barely ever saw past that, man. Shit.
2: Yeah. And then um, you'd start to hear rumors that there were Dragon Ball Z videotapes straight from Japan.
5: Yes. Where
2: you could watch the uncensored versions. And at the time, I was like, uncensored? What what does that mean by that? Blood? I was just thinking like, and I was pretty smart for my age. I'm like, blood? Or like the language? Maybe like there's a couple F-bombs. No, 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 (laughs) no. There is a laundry list of some really perverted shit that goes on in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, yeah, man. And um, it's obviously, it's not celebrated. They, they focus more. And I I don't see it I, I, that much at all, especially in the new renditions of Dragon Ball, like the new series that have come out since then. No. But especially in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and I've never seen GT, so I wouldn't know. But it, to me, it was like, whoa, it was like, almost like perv central certain scenes, you know what I'm saying?
1: Hey, man, here. let me end this off with... Uh... I wanted to show my sister a piece of my childhood and I Uh was getting into Dragon Ball Z again and I was buying the DVDs like steady. Like I had everything. So I, I, I am pretty sure I, I'm only missing the first two seasons of super, but I own everything. I own all the movies, all the seasons of every show. Like I got it all. And I told my sister, I'm like, let me show you Dragon Ball. So I put in Dragon Ball and she's hooked. And this was like a few years ago. Nice. Me and her watched, from the first episode of Dragon Ball to the last yeah. episode of GT, like everything <laughs> inside that, <laughs> That's Z, awesome. we killed, like we, we watched everything, then we saw all the movies. Um, but anyway, the first episode of Dragon Ball, the thi- this is what we're talking about, I didn't know it was perverted, and the DVDs kept it right. So, yeah, all of a sudden, I see like Goku smacking Bulma's, like, <laughs> you know. Blank blank spot and uh, and I'm like oh my god I don't remember this and then my sister's like watching and I'm just like oh fuck (laughs) you know (laughs) right (laughs) and I'm like I don't remember this but I like in my head I was I was like having this thing in my head I'm like what in the fuck is this like I don't remember this and then. I, but like I'm like laughing and stuff. I'm playing it off. I'm trying to make it seem like it's normal because my sister, my sister was pretty young, where I could like get away with that. Where she would think it's funny if I'm laughing at it or whatever. But in my head, I'm like, this is retarded. Like, what is this? <laughs> this is not what I remember. Right. It was crazy, man.
2: Aw. Uh, that's awesome. My, you know, my friend David. Hmm. David's wife Lindsay is also a teacher. And oh, it's hard, man. It's hard.
1: I have a cousin who's a teacher, but she was on. She was a sub for like. 12 years before. She yeah, that's what there. I'm saying, bro. Like you got to be tough. on like, it's tough. you got
2: to be on the indies.
1: On <laughs> the indies.
2: And uh, like, yeah, once you get, but once you make it, like once you get that first full-time oh, spot, you're it's you're so unionized that you'd have to like. Kill somebody exactly thank you for saying that I was thinking Seriously. like other I was thinking like other ways but like no 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 let's stick to the murder yeah you kill you somebody to like probe somebody no yeah I don't want to go I'm just thinking like where am I going with this example like let's keep no, 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 this no. Uh, not cancelled <laughs> 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 and podcast fresh cancelled
1: <laughs> Jesus the, that one guy who's reading this well, who the fuck are these guys
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, 2021 anyway, let's get back to this <laughs> yeah so yeah, that last part was Aunt Eleanor. She uh, she kills Phil with a fat joke. Says that uh, he's already wearing the. It's basically something like, "Hey, you're looking great, kind of. You're looking the part, kind of thing." And she goes, uh, "Yeah, so are you. You already got the right pant size." Which we just got. Oh, he
1: said something about like he's like, "You know what? Next time, I want to be pregnant." And then he- she's like, "Well, you already got the pants." Yes,
2: <laughs> I like that. Poor yeah. Phil. He takes a f- a lot of L's in this episode. Hey, whenever these sisters come, man, he gets wrecked. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wrecked. Yeah. He's like a, like one against one. He can hold his own. But when there's like three or four, like he can be overwhelmed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Little Frank is the center of attention here. So they got everybody around them, ooing and eyeing. In the kitchen, the sisters are all kind of catching up. Um, and they're waiting on Vi. There's a rumor that there's some news going around. Uh, Hillary thinks that it's because she's partly bringing grandma's diamond earrings. I hardly think that's going to be news. <laughs> Aunt Janice lifts up her hair and shows off the diamond earrings and Hillary is pissed. And this was awesome because the crowd was like, oh shit. Yeah. Right. Um, Viv comes in and she goes, ah, it might be engagement news or it might be news about a wedding or something, but news is coming. And Will says, everybody needs to relax. Maybe she's just got cable. You know, like that's kind of <laughs> like the news of the time. So Vi enters. She gets the uh, warm welcome. Uh, the girls swarm her, and Will jumps up and down like a little kid. And uh, after the hellos, Vi kind of says that she's broken up with her fiance, and uh, Will is very happy at this point. He's celebrating, and um, at this point, he kind of Vi kind of says to him like, "You didn't like him very much, did you?" And Will's like, "Ah, he's all right, but no, I didn't, you know." Yeah. So she's, you know, she's like, "Okay, I made the right choice," kind of thing. Um, frank makes a brother joke and uh he starts saying brother so many times i gonna run the clip but it's just ridiculous i won't do justice to it but he asks will to help him out and will sticks with i'm gonna go with the black folks on this one that was amazing i love that <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was so good it's like i have a brother he's just not your kind of brother you know yeah yeah oh it was
2: too good
0: hey you know vi i have a brother who's single Although he's not a brother. I mean he is a brother because he's my brother, but he's just not your kind of brother.
3: <laughs> oh, brother. Help me, Will. Now I think I'm gonna stick with the black folks on this one.
2: Vi and Will come back from shopping. She's in good spirits and says that she made the right choice. She's feeling confident now. Her son, you know, she's feeling good. And she goes, yeah, and this fool was going to buy you a car. She mentioned that she was going to give uh, – she mentioned that um, she was going to um, – that her fiancé, rather, was going to buy Will a car as a graduation uh, gift, the fool. And at this point, Will's sad. But he brushes it off. But now he's curious. He needs some more questions. like, wait a minute. So what kind of car was it? And, you know, <laughs> what kind of – he was really getting into it. So that's got to be pretty shitty, especially knowing that Will uh, – I mean, for um, – You know, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to follow the car storyline, but I believe the car was now given to Jazzy Jeff, right? His Will's old car? That's apparently what happened. Right, which led to the parking tickets. Yes. Okay. Uh, So, anyway, so yeah, so he's got no car right now, so a new car would be uh, pretty nice. Phil finally gets a moment alone with Viv, and he doesn't waste any time. starts tearing into her. Not really. He's just tired. He's just moping. Yeah. He goes, I'm tired of doing everything. I'm going up and down the halls, and I'm tired of this and that. And Viv says, oh, that's fine, uh, Phil, as long as you're not upset at me. <laughs> 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 that was awesome. Because she's pregnant. And he goes, of course, honey. <laughs> Jeffrey says, what you should do, sir, is break one of her crystal figurines. Which I was like, what? Wow. And then off camera, you hear one of the crystal figurines break. Dude, I didn't understand that. What was the point of that? Jeffrey's like, break the crystal figurines because it'll do what? Oh, it'll, it'll just like make them feel better. Like, like you know, break something. It'll, gotcha. it'll get it out.
1: I guess Jeffrey does that when they're not around.
2: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> Sir, sorry to advise that one of your crystal figurines is broken. I like that- this, actually, because in my episode, he breaks something.
2: Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And as we'll find out, this is probably not the first or last time with uh Jeffrey breaking house property. Definitely not. The sisters and Hillary are back from a newsroom tour. I guess Hillary made them go check out her new job or whatever. <laughs> and Ashley complains that she was busy polishing the silver and a joke that just the crowd was polite on this one. And uh just give me one second here. I'm just cutting her a check because that's all we'll see from her. Here you go. Thank you very much. The ants are putting over Hillary. And she says, oh, my God, you guys stop. And then Helen says, okay. And she does, which I thought was awesome. (laughs) Frank takes the baby. Frank comes in at this point. He's playing Superman. He takes the baby and he offers uh, the ant a foot rub. And uh, they exit. And then Aunt Helen with an awesome line, she goes, "That does it. I'm getting myself a white man." And she goes, "Come on, you know you're always thinking it." And this gets an, uh, a, a, a raucous pop from the crowd. What did you think about this little scene here, the little one-liners here at the end? She always gets a pop like this.
1: Yes, uh, this reminded me of when she's when <laughs> when she said that <laughs> one in the other episode. It's like, well. She'll be on the first broom back to Philly. (laughs) It was was the same kind of thing. It's awesome, man. She's so good at the one-liners. Yeah. I got to say, the episode up till now, um, really home feeling. Reminds me of every other time. I'm so happy you said that. Yeah. Reminds me of all the time. We're back to season
2: one. Yes. Nice oatmeal episode. Good for the soul, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Man, whenever they show up, it's just like a nice... It's a nice little it's almost like a throwback, even though it's not really a throwback. But (laughs) it's just nice to see. I will criticize, though, however, it's almost like they pull this out just to just to bring us back to, to good terms or just, you know, hit a little soft reset. Because up till now, this has been questionable. But I will say this has been the more enjoyable show of the season thus far.
2: Yeah, I'll completely agree with that. This felt like an episode that would easily fit in season one, and that is not a uh, burial. No, nope. that's actually a. Uh, I'm putting it over because season one is very uh, near and dear to me, mm-hmm. um, especially with the way season three has treated us thus far. But I will say, after this episode of uh, of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and after this episode of podcast Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, I'm feeling a little more optimistic for the rest of season three, and I hope it continues. Yes, I'll agree. Is that fair? Is that I'll fair? I'll agree. I'll agree. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Lou and Aunt Eleanor, I kind of like these two. They kind of show up, and uh, <laughs> they both got the heart eyes on their pupils, and they're, they're smitten. And They get there. They say hello, and they're like, well, where's our room? Okay, well, good night, and they leave, and Uncle Lou is like, Slapping Eleanor's ass.
1: <laughs> this was amazing because I don't even know who these people are. And they're just like,
2: What's up? <laughs> Where's the room? I'm horny. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Where are we sleeping? So, yeah. you know, they, they disappeared. Uh, that, was, that was it. Um, Will starts getting all, uh, not emotional, but he just starts getting all sweet here. He says, You know, I wish I could see my whole family all the time. And Vi grabs him and she goes, well, you know, at least the two of us can in two months. And uh, she breaks the knees to him. And the news is basically, you're moving back to Philly after you graduate. Yeah. Will is a boxer in the middle of the ring, stunned, just taking it in the shin. Like Rocky Balboa, give me something to drink. We cut to a close-up of his mother's lips, so we're focusing tight on uh, Vi as <laughs> she's basically <laughs> going through like, hey, well, basically what's going to happen, and they sped up her audio and her video, which is kind of a cool effect, and then we splice that with a close-up of Will's eyes, and I, I always say googly eyes on this podcast, but Will's eyes are like, like he's yeah, trying to yeah. focus, <laughs> but his <laughs> eyes are like spazzing out. <laughs> 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 and... Uh, it cuts to a black and white, like, stock video of, like, a building with, like, its its uh, roof, like, exploding. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we were looking at here. They whip out the old film stock, and it was just a funny visual. What did you think about this little part of insanity here? As an—we're not going to Mars, but as a little, a little sampler, a little—you know, you gave me something, a little taste of Mars. This is not bad. No, um— this this is like uh this
1: makes it feel like even more like it belongs in season one, um, yes, the, yes, this is what going to Mars in season one was like that's right it wasn't crazy, it was just little things like this mm-hmm. um I love it i I think it's great thus far, um, I love how will is like you know they could easily have just said or they could have had will just talk back and explain but honestly he had like a mental breakdown and we got to see what that was like for him right so i really enjoyed that it was different
2: yeah yeah no it was cool i like the old time footage and you would see stuff like that like it, it was a device used um in the 80s and 90s i'm sure you've seen this device ryan but it's basically like uh you'd see it in like married with children for example it'd be like I don't know, Bud raising his eyebrows at Peggy or something. And then they leave. And then the next shot is like a black and white like train. And it's like heading into like oh. a hill at really fast yeah. speed. <laughs> <laughs> so you're supposed to like insinuate that like shit is happening. Yeah, That's what this was. And it was really funny. I, I wasn't expecting it, but I popped when it happened. <laughs> this part's cute. Vi is tucking Will into bed. There's another thing I didn't think I'd be typing but it's sweet. Vice tucking Will into bed and um she says she's excited. You know, she says she's got hookups to get him accepted into college real quick. Careful now. Oh boy. Careful, you don't want to end up in prison. No, but she says she's got the hookup <laughs> and that she can get Will accepted um real quick and she thanks Will because she says, "You know, I haven't been thinking about her ex at all." And Will uh, will's like, "Really?" That's funny because he's all I've been thinking about. Yeah, Will man. still lamenting on the, uh, on the car that was supposed to uh, be for him. Um, if anybody's smoking anything right now, now would be a perf- perfect time to take a toke as we now insert <laughs> a dream sequence.
5: Man. Oh, hey, call me Will,
3: man. Hey, will you say you take me down to one of them uh dance clubs y'all be going to? If don't stop, you dig, my pop that boo brown. Excuse me? Oh, now my boy. I thought you was hip. Get on out of my house. <laughs> Woo! Hey, girl. How you doing? Yo, know, fine self. Why don't you slide on up here and let Big Daddy talk to you a little bit? Like that.
0: Pull that out there, baby. Oh, ain't nobody well, get your big old butt back in here,
3: then. <laughs> okay, mom. your mom. A letter from Carlton. Oh. Oh, and the boy sent a picture.
0: Oh, look at that. He looked great. And he's so tall. Lord, who'd have thought he'd shoot up 12 inches in his freshman year? Mm.
2: <laughs> and in this dream sequence, Will wakes up as an old man. He's got the... Uh, He's got old man clothing, kind of like an old cardigan. He's got a beer belly, and he's coughing out a lung, so he must have smoked at some point throughout his life. A mailman comes along and he delivers the mail. Will's doing a little dance because he's he's basically asking the mailman like, you know, where the party's at and what's that yeah. new club that's opened. And the mailman's like, I'm talking about old crazy old bastard. Will starts dancing, and uh, he's outside on his front, um, in front of his door. They're just reaching for the newspaper, and he starts hollering. At a girl, um, off camera, presumably across the street. Will's mom calls him from inside the house. Remember, we're dreaming here, and asks who that was. So Will says, "Oh, it's nothing, Ma. They got a letter from Carlton." And Vice says, "Who knew he'd grow twelve inches in his fifth year?" Which I thought like that. I thought that was so ridiculous. <laughs> Will, we find out uh, through little details that Will is seventy-two, and through the letter that Carlton wrote them, he's married to Mariah Carey. And he's super rich, and he's probably six foot five at this point, or six foot six. So uh, everything is looking good for him. Vi pours Will some tea. Will asks for ten bucks to see a movie and one dollar more for gummy bears. I thought that was nice. Uh, it's gonna be a date night with Hannah Jenkins, and he says to his mom, "Please don't mess this up with me, Mama." And uh, oh, excuse me, And um. Yeah, I'm kind of just listing off this description of the dream here, because this is kind of exactly what happens. I did not find any of this particularly interesting. Great. But Vi says that she saw a picture of Robert in the newspaper. He's rich, handsome, and uh, he even gave some money to the church. Vi says that, what? This is all how it went down. You know, you know, it was what it was, and that Will was good to have uh, taken her side and, you know, made her realize that her life is better without her. Ex-fiance Robert. Robert, Will says that okay, you win. I'll cancel my date. And Helen's like, no, 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 no. I'll cancel the date. <laughs> I thought she was gonna say, no, 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 no. go on your date. And so she said, no, 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 I'll cancel the date. You go on and put on your leisure suit, <laughs> and and dream. Ryan, of all the dreams, this one, in my opinion, is perhaps the lamest. But please take the floor, and and if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong.
1: It's the lamest, and I didn't care much for it. But right, it's just trying to state that Will is having these thoughts that if he doesn't break this news to Vi soon, that this could be a possibility in his life. Um, I I just think that this could have been cut down to like a one minute dream rather than like a whole like scene like it could have just been like they could have got to the point way quicker and i thought that would have been better right um because i'm not necessarily interested in seeing like a 72 year old will you know with a 100 year old mother i guess still kind of acting like as if they were acting now if they were living together it just it doesn't it's like okay i get it you still live with your mom like i don't really understand why we had to do so much with this And it wasn't necessarily funny either because it's like they're just trying to show, like, are you telling me that if Will was still living with his mom, Carlton would have been super, super successful? Like, that's not necessarily the case. It was just doing a bunch of what ifs. And this was definitely like the Mars part of it. Right. But, I mean, it is a dream sequence. So it's like I can't really fault it too much for that because they established that this is a dream. It's not something that actually happened. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. I think they, they just could have sped this up. It didn't have to be this like whole thing.
2: Right. And a lot of the jokes weren't landing here. I think people are really kind of confused how they were supposed to take some of this stuff.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: And I find any time you do that, the crowd reaction is always going to be strange. Like this kind of reminded me of when um, when we kind of got that flashback of, of Phil and Viv when they were renting out their very first apartment together. Remember that one? Oh, and Hillary and was there. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just thought... You know, when Carlton tells him, can you read me the the stock prices or what, or the business section yeah. or whatever? It's like, come on, let's not get too crazy here. Yeah. But um, that episode kind of went into space here for a little bit. And this one here kind of goes to space for a little bit. They kept the dream sequence short, but you're right. It could have been shorter, I think. It would have been a lot better.
1: Yeah, definitely. Less is more in this case.
2: The sisters are downstairs for snack time. This was fun because this was obviously a... It's becoming like a running gag, and every time the sisters get together, they meet up for snacks um, downstairs in the middle of the night. And as usual, Vi gets their last...
0: I'm still half asleep, so don't nobody talk to me. Well, did the baby wake you up? Eleanor and Lou woke me up. (laughs) I swear that man's part jackhammer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord, they ain't even eat this much at the last supper. Well, I guess you old enough to remember. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm still young enough to kick your butt. Oh, wow. (laughs) What are you all doing up? Eating and talking about sex. Well, personally, I prefer eating. You don't have to wait an hour for seconds. Deal between you and Robert. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in love with him. Girl, are you crazy? That man had a business, a car, and money. Now, what's love got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> just for once, have a conversation without my name being mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, why? Why is a certain person ruining Will's life by moving him back to Philly? Why doesn't a certain person stick a drumstick in her mouth and call it a day? Oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I'm We all family here and we all care about Will. Listen, do I tell you how to raise your son? <laughs> no, but I wish you would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm um, I really think Will had his heart set on going to school in California. Oh, so this is how it is. Once again, my family has taken it upon themselves to decide that Vi don't know how to take care of her own. Oh, oh, my God. God. You're oh no, you're <laughs> wrong. You're wrong, and I thank all of you to keep your noses out of my personal affairs.
2: I haven't seen this much food since the Last Supper. And she goes, yeah, well, you're old enough to have been there. And I was like, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> Their digs at each other are ruthless, too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Very sisterly, though. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You would go hard on your own, you know? <laughs> uh, Vice says that she wasn't in love with Robert and uh, and Vice says, you know, you guys should just mind your own business kind of thing. And Helen says, hey, listen, we're all family. And then Janice says, almost nonchalantly, you know, Will wanted to go to a college in L.A. And at this point, Vi just calls her out, says, stop it. Stay out of my business. Mind your own business. And she leaves the, the overnight snack bar. Pissed! I'm pissed, bro! Um... <laughs> Did Vi, uh, overreact here? Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, you know what? I feel like it's just, she's alone now. She has no man, And sh- this was like the next thing she was probably looking forward to a lot. And I'm sure that once anything came in contact with hindering those plans, I'm sure it probably hurt more than it had to. Um, I'm going to chalk it up to that. You know, when you're just really excited about something and anything that gets in the way, it's just super motherfucking annoying. Yeah. It's just kind of like that to me. Mm-hmm.
2: After the break, we're in the backyard, and they get a nice spread. They got the, all the tables uh, laid out. They got the orange juice going, food. And uh, they kind of started arguing over who should do the uh, opening prayer, and it should always be the oldest. And it ends up being Uncle Lou. In the kitchen. Um, so G's kind of you know running back and forth between the kitchen and the outside, grabbing snacks and things like that. And Will's just kind of sitting there all, you know, crestfallen. And... <laughs> Jeffrey asks him how he's enjoying the evening.
3: Enjoying the reunion, Master William? Uh, I don't know what to do, G. I mean, I don't want to move back to Philly, but I don't want to let my
5: mom down. But then on the other hand, it's like... I'm so terribly sorry, Master William. There's been a misunderstanding. Apparently, I gave you the impression that I really wanted to know.
2: Jesus. and will says well well you know jeffrey and he starts to go uh, telling him about his conundrum and the story with him and his mom and jeffrey just cuts him off and he goes oh i'm sorry you must be under the impression that i actually meant that <laughs> 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 jesus <laughs> will walks over and he tells um this is a nice little moment here for a moment no pun intended Phil walks over and he tells Will that he hopes he's not leaving because of the tuition fees. So I guess by now there's been whisperings that uh, that Will's leaving. He will gladly help. And uh, Will says no. And uh, Phil ends up leaving. And uh, he says, okay, Vivian, I told him everything you told me. Now uh, You told me to say, now give me a slice of pie. And he walks off screen. Jesus, I-, I thought, even with that little joke at the end, I thought it was nice of Phil to have that little moment with Will. I'm sure
1: Phil... If, if Phil did that, that means he wasn't opposed to put that out there. So right. I'm going to take it as that,
2: yeah. Yeah. Your wife would not offer you a piece of a pecan pie, but but you had to give up like, hey, offer to pay his tuition a little bit or loan him some money kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah, because that's a big thing. I mean, he yeah.
2: Wouldn't, he wouldn't just
1: do that to get pie. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: That was a pecan variety. But yeah, right. there you go. Vice got a surprise. Will going on a Caribbean cruise. And Will's like, I am. He's so thankful. And she's going with him. And (laughs) Will's like, you are? And um, they kind of have this little moment here until Will says, listen, I got something to tell you. And uh, immediately everybody's ears perk up. Right. So Will makes this like whooshing sound like, the wind blew my hat away. Let's go, Mom. And so he grabs Vi, and they head into the kitchen. And uh, right before they're about to talk, the family interrupts them and kind of forces them to move to the living room. Living room. So the two have a little heart-to-heart, and Will says that, look, he wants to stay. And he's bracing himself for for Vi to hit him. Vi sad, but she's not devastated. Did you notice that, Ryan? She wasn't like, oh, my God, my life is over.
1: No. You know what's funny, though? They also kind of prepped her for this with all the
2: talking. Yes. Mm-hmm. plus she's not a moron no. she's only been will's mother for like 19 20 years however long it's been so mm-hmm. she could tell from the outswing that there's probably something wrong with will that the will wanted to say something and it was only going to be a matter of time and mm-hmm. she probably had a good idea it was going to be about this right yeah because Vi lays it on thick oh we're gonna do this together and you know you're gonna be so close to my work that we can have lunch every day and you know it's it's coming on a little too thick. Right. On the cheeseburger. So it's kind of like, okay, let's put the AXNA on that one and chill out for a sec. Right. But, uh, yeah, she wasn't devastated. Vi gives him a big hug. This draws the, uh, ah, from the crowd. So cute. Uh, Vi says his answer right. But to not tell them anything. Don't let my sisters know. At this point, the (laughs) garden doors in the living room burst open And all these motherfuckers all (laughs) fall on each other into the living room and everybody piles in. Will looks at his mom and he jokingly says, your secret's safe with me. They both laugh and the end. A nice little Kodak moment here at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan, what did you think about this last little scene here with respect to the tone and the family coming crashing through the garden doors?
1: Oh, it just shows growth in both Will and Vi as mother and son. I think Vi always knew Will. I, I like. I think Vi, uh, at the end of the day, just appreciates that Will is now a man that can make his own decisions. So if he stands up to her and says, "Look, this is this was my plan," I'm sure she appreciates that on a whole nother level. Um, and if that means that you know she's got to let go and deal with things on her own for a bit, then you know that is what it is. And I think she's not too torn up about that because I, like, I think that is why I think she, she really gets like, okay, you know what? He's been doing great out here and I shouldn't interfere with that. Um, yeah. The, the, the tone in general, like I like how the sisters are always like kind of up her ass, like, Oh, we told you so. We told you so. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, we're going to let you figure that out. Um, Right. And she does. And it's, it's great. Honestly. And then everyone piling in and falling and stuff. And after a couple, a couple scenes where they're trying to eavesdrop and get caught. And uh, I know Carlton and spe- like specifically is always like, "Oh man, that light! Someone's gotta fix that yeah. light." Yeah, the light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they fall, <laughs> he's still like, "Oh, the light! The light!" Yeah, that was
2: a nice touch by Carlton. Whether that was scripted or right. he just ad libbed yeah. that, that was good. It was
1: so. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Honestly, it's just the family you love. That's just it's the sitcom family you love to see. And whenever they're in in the episode, I I'm just uh, an idiot smiling throughout the whole thing. I, I think it's one of the best episodes of season three.
2: Yeah, it's been really good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this uh, this episode for sure. <laughs> All right. Some final thoughts. Frank Schaefer was played by Dietrich Bader. For two episodes in season two. That's uh, one of Ryan's favorites. Big Van Bader. And by Robert Torti. In this episode. Both actors would go on later to appear together. On the Drew Carey show. So yeah as Ryan was saying earlier. We got a different faced Frank here. This Robert Torti was born on October 22 1961. In Van Nuys California. As Robert Felix Torti. He is an actor known for She's the Man. The Game Plan. And Race to Witch Mountain. He's been married to D-, D. Lee Lively since June 24, 1999. They have three children. He was previously married to Sandy Edgerton. He still works today, and he's been on shows like uh, Beverly Hills 90210, Melrose Place, and um, The Secret Life of Zach and Cody. Actually, so there you go. Yeah. Frank Torti. He was on a few, a handful of episodes. Damn. Yeah. Um the funny one-liner, sticking with Frank, we're going to insert it right here, but it's basically the uh, the brother's spiel, so we'll put that in there.
0: Hey, you know, Vi, I have a brother who's single, although he's not a brother. I mean, he is a brother because he's my brother, but he's just not your kind of brother. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, brother. Help me, Will. Now I think I'm going to stick with the black folks on this one. <laughs>
2: which I thought was kind of funny. Um, Oh, I missed a trivia piece. I'll have to slice that in there. Hold on. When Aunt Helen lists Robert's finest qualities and why Vi shouldn't have left him, she asks, what's love got to do with it? And Lewis played Zelma Bullock, mother of Tina Turner, and What's Love Got to Do With It? So there you go.
1: That's awesome.
2: Wow, they didn't know that. Damn. What's Love Got to Do With It? Have you seen that one with Tina and Ike?
1: No, not yet.
2: Not actually with Tina and Ike, but no i get it <laughs> recreation yeah. really good really good um raw at times for sure especially when it starts touching on like the uh, domestic abuse but right. uh, i enjoyed it but again i've only seen it once and it was probably right around that time so i have to go back and watch it again i get it yeah you do um we'll give my thoughts in a moment Ryan, give us your score and give us your final thoughts on this episode, man. What'd you think? Yes, sir. So this is definitely a
1: return to form here. I think that this was uh, easily one of the better episodes up till now. Um, in season three. Season three, of course, we talk about it all the time. It's been questionable. It's been disappointing most of the time. Um, I thought that this was great. I thought that um, it, it was a smart move on them to bring back these characters because they are beloved at this point. And... There's no better way to get on our good side than to do that. So I really lo- I really dig- dug that. And the fact that it felt like a season one, maybe season two show, it really, really won some brownie points for me. Um, the only nitpicks I have here are a lot of the jokes didn't land in this episode, which is weird. Uh, I think usually even in a bad episode, you have maybe one blunder, if that. Usually everything hits. For for this to not, I think it was two or three times where it's like, you know, the crowd was not reacting the way you would want them to. I thought it was a, a bit weird. So the writing probably could have been a little stronger. Um, but overall, I thought it was great. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a solid um eight out of ten for me.
2: Beautiful. Yeah, the episode started off strong. You know, we had all the uh, the sisters come in, and you know, they all hold their own. Their own, especially Aunt Helen does a really good job. Frank, they kept his lines to a minimum. And this was mostly just an episode of, you know, Will and his mom, Vi. And we had sprinklings in there of um, of Uncle Phil. And that was kind of it, really. Um, Hillary and Ashley were kind of bit players here. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey got a couple scenes, but uh, this was mostly just a Will and his mom episode. I thought it started off really strong. They kind of lost me when they went into the dream sequence. Um, I did like when the sisters are downstairs having snacks after midnight. I thought that was really good. Um, and then, you know, knowing that uh, we have to have that kind of come to Jesus moment at the end between Will and and Vi. I'm glad that they kept it short. It didn't go on terribly long. Sometimes, you know, when, when those conversations start to run past two minutes, it becomes too serious. But I think by having the rest of the family all kind of eavesdropping, it it provides a little bit of a comedic relief to the whole thing. And so it ended up being just fine. But, yeah, like I said, really good episode. And um, I'm also going to give it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was, uh, uh, like you said, a return to form and a step in the right direction. And, um, yeah, man, looking forward to, to seeing what's next. I think more episodes like this work better in the long run. Although you know it is nice to go into space every now and then. I do like a nice easy episode like this from time to time.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree with everything.
2: All right we're gonna play some music and we'll be back with Ryan's reviewski the
1: reviewski.
5: to run your business. It's my life, take it or leave it, set me free. What's that crap, Papa, know it all. I got my own life, you got your own life. Live your own life, set me free. Mind your business and leave my business. You know everything, Papa, know it all. Very little knowledge, is dangerous. Stop bumming me, stop buggling me, stop bugging me, stop fussing me, stop fighting me, stop yelling me, it's my life.
4: It's my life
5: To run your business, take a trip to East and West. You find that you don't know anything. everybody's getting tired of you. Sometimes you have to look and listen. You can't even learn from me. Little knowledge is dangerous. It's my life. It's
4: my life. It's my life. It's my life.
5: into people and some things I, things I do, I do them, no more things I say, I say, them no more changes come, once in life, stop, forgive me, stop, bothering me, stop, forgive me, stop, for me stop, fighting me, stop, killing me, stop, telling me, stop, see me, it's my life, it's my life.
1: to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air podcast, Fresh Review Show, Season 3, Episode 14, it is called Winter Takes Off, which is an interesting title, I wondered where we were going with this, um, original air date, January 4th, 1993, we're officially in the new year, so it's time to start playing songs from 1993, awesome, no Christmas episode, huh, Chris, yeah, we totally skipped it. They actually took a long break because if you see this, um, this episode uh, was on January 4th and your episode was December 14th. So they took a bit of a two week, three week break.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, no Christmas episode, Um, which is too bad because I like both of the Christmas episodes. In fact, the Christmas episode in season one, I originally gave it 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah, that's right. Only to be reduced to a nine out of ten when I changed my mind during the first ever freshman. I I was one that was like (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it again. I'm like, I didn't like it that much. Um, (laughs) And then the second one was last year when the family got together at the at the cabin. Remember that one where they went snowboarding? Oh yeah, and they got like and Uncle Lou broke his leg or whatever it was.
1: (laughs) Lester wasn't it Lester? Lester. Yeah, it was Lester. Who yeah. in continuity is now divorced, as we know. So we start in the backyard. Will and Carlton are playing a card game. Will tells him to find the black queen, and he doesn't mean little Richard. Carlton guesses right and starts busting That's a another blue. shot. That shot is at a little yeah, little Richard gets it in this
2: show. Richard's just taking a shellacking <laughs> on this TV show. Uh so
1: Carlton guesses it right. He starts doing this dance move. Will says, okay, Carlton, you're pretty good for a white guy. The way he said this was Jesus. so like calm, and like it's like he was like serious that he was a white guy. I can't explain. The delivery was insane Right. To me. Uh, Jeffrey walks by. Carlton convinces him to play Will. Jeffrey also guesses the right card, and Will is out of cash for his Saturday night. Jeffrey says, it's beginner's luck. They go again. Jeffrey gets the wrong one and walks away. Double. It was double or nothing. We then learn that Carlton and Will are actually hustling him. And uh, this was all planned. <laughs> this is a scheme they got going on to win some extra money from people. Which is pretty funny. So, we got this intro scene where, um, you know, totally opposite from the last episode where they're roasting each other and now they're working together to make some extra cash on the side. Uh, I liked it. Chris, what would you think of this?
2: I also liked it. And here we're going to see a, obviously, a... Round by round, sort of, this happens, and this next thing is going to happen, it's going to top it, and this next thing is going to happen, it's going to top it. What we're seeing right here, pre-credits, is not only going to lead to the rest of the episode, which I always like, but it's kind of showing Will and Carlton drawing first blood. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because they con Jeffrey out of his money here by using bad cards or whatever it was that they were using. They basically got it was like a hustle 101 they basically got Jeffrey in on a small bet but they juiced him up to play a bigger bet and that's when they took his money yeah. so I thought that was kind of uh it was kind of good but yeah very evil of Carlton and will to do this um but there's no they never explain any rhyme or reason why Carlton and will would want to start hustling all of a sudden with these play cards right. It's not like they said, oh, that movie that we saw last night or anything like that. It was just kind of like the episode starts and Will's a blackjack dealer. You they woke up that morning. <laughs> yeah. They decided to uh, con people. Yeah, we're going to start a, a legal casino in the backyard. <laughs> That's what
1: it is. Um, yeah, so later that night, Vivian walks in. Tells Will that uh, she's finished her first short story. thought this was amazing. Will says, oh, what a coincidence. Your first short story and your, f- your first short son in the same room.
2: <laughs> so stupid. Jesus. Um,
1: Viv says she has a friend at Essence Magazine that wants to read it. But before she does, Vivian wants Phil to read it. Right. So uh, she gives the, f- the script to Phil. Phil says he'll do it. And then uh, when she's gone, Phil's like, he, he goes to Carlton. And he's like, bury the story. Uh. He's like he doesn't want to read it saying it'll be a huge mistake. Jeffrey walks in, Carlton asks him if he can make him a sandwich. This was amazing. This is like the humor I would I would totally bust out. So he asks if he can make him a sandwich and Jeffrey puts a piece of bread on Carlton's head and he's <laughs> like there. Now you're a
2: sandwich. Right. I thought it was uh, so stupid. Jeffrey is pissed. I think that's what's happening here. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey's in a bad. That's what they're trying to, the story they're trying to tell here is uh, Jeffrey's pissed. He got conned by uh, by Will and Carlton. So, yeah,
1: now you're a sandwich. Jeffrey is still salty about being swindled. He says he was planning on using that money for lotto tickets. It's at $26 million right now. Carlton starts imagining what life would be like with that money before realizing it would be mostly the same. Jeffrey leaves to go watch his show. He says, I'm going to do something that you guys cannot ruin. So Carlton makes the observation to Will that they have so much and Jeffrey has so little. Oh, well, now we'll have more. I thought this little scene was kind of dumb, but like it's like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. But anyway, they join Jeffrey on the couch to watch his show. It's called Brainstorm. It's like a trivia show.
3: Famous quotes for 100. The question is... What is the motto of the Three Musketeers? (laughs) that's an easy one. Creamy on the inside, smooth on the outside. All for one and one for all. Right again. I can't believe you missed that one, G. Yeah, even Will could have guessed that one and the only thing he reads is the cereal box. (laughs) Yeah, well, at least I don't fit
5: in one. (laughs) Well, if you're so confident in my lack of ability, Perhaps you'd like to make a little wager. Say, $30? Done.
0: Vietnam for 200 You drew the wild card.
3: What do you say, Jeffrey? Want to double your bet?
5: Well, it is an awful lot of money, but... What the hell?
3: And the question is... Who is the South Vietnamese president killed by his own generals in
5: 1963? <laughs> <laughs> no din
3: dim. No guesses? The correct answer is no din dim. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Splendid!
3: <laughs> I say we call immigration. <laughs>
0: storm how sad some people will do anything for money i mean why do not they just ask their fathers
3: my <laughs> the category is greek history and the final brainstorm question is what bronze age civilization emerged about 2500 bc
0: oh i know the minoan civilization the minoan
3: civilization uh- Correct. Whoa, 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 hold up, time out, time out. flag on the plate, traveling, offsides, clicking, hold up, wait a minute. What's up with this here?
0: Hillary, how'd you know that? Easy. Jeffrey's been watching that tape
4: all day.
1: So he has his own tactics to do this kind of thing. And then the, the part that pops me is Hillary comes down and gets an answer right too. And then when she's questioned, she's like, oh, Jeffrey's been watching this tape like all day he's got it memorized so they're they're, like that's awesome I thought that this was really it's one of those fun episodes that's like you know it's just a little prank war that's gonna go on and um obviously it escalates like I, I would easily say that this was way more diabolical than uh the card game because the card game was just a cheap little trick this he prepared he watched the whole show and like got more money back than what he lost um so I thought it was great what'd you think of this so far
2: I thought, um, well, so what happens is Hillary ends up giving it away because she tells the guys that that's a video that um, that Jeffrey's been watching all day. So that's when they determine, oh, my God, wait a minute. Yeah. So what we were watching on TV was all made up, and that wasn't part of the thing. <laughs> um, so that's kind of funny. But the humor is not so much that. The humor is that Hillary gets the question right, and Will's like, Hold on, timeout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> this is not just happening. So the humor is that Hillary's so dumb that she wouldn't know the answer to this question, and here she is just nonchalantly coming down the stairs, probably debating what color, you know, uh, you know, eyeshadow or whatever the fuck to wear, and she makes the correct guess on a game that uh, that the guys are betting on. So I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, yeah, man. As far as the the prank itself. It's pretty shitty, you know, but it is what it is.
1: They asked for it. I'd like to think that if Hillary never showed up, maybe this war could have ended right then and there. Like, they'd be kind of even. But because she shows up and kind of spills the beans on how this was done, that's why it escalated. Um... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it could have easily have been like, okay, he got us, fuck
2: it. (laughs) But
1: because she spills on how he got them, it's like, oh, my God.
2: Right, right. Uh,
1: Yeah, so Jeffrey, he leaves to the, um, he's going to go buy a lotto ticket. But before he does, he gets confronted by them. And he says, well, yeah, I got you. Uh, So he comes back with a lotto ticket. He puts it in the drawer after giving it a kiss. I love the touch that he gave it a kiss. It just it really showed (laughs) like personality there. Um, Right. You know, like one man's like just he's hoping that this is the one. It's so, so cool. Um, So he leaves. And of course, Will and Carlton come out from under the bed. They get the ticket and swap it with another ticket. In the next scene in the living room, Phil goes to the boys and tells them Viv's been driving him crazy about reading her short story. Carlton says, we'll read it and get it over with. Phil says he did read it. And the only thing Vivian should write is checks. Phil says, if she asks you, you haven't seen me. I'm not home. Vivian, of course, is right behind him and says, you read it, you read it and you hated it. And he says that, no, I just, I lost it. I don't have it. So she's like, oh, okay, that's okay. I have an extra one here. And it's like, now it's like laminated and shit. Like she gives it to him. Right. And, um, it's so funny. And then Will just kind of cuts in. He says out loud that the numbers are, uh, the lotto numbers are going to be announced. So this is obviously the shenanigans that they're up to. And we're about to find out what happened here. Uh, basically, what they did here was air last week's uh, uh, lotto numbers and play the tape. So they literally used what Jeffrey did against him. And he goes nuts after they're announced. He thinks he won. He's kissing, he kissed Hillary on the lips. He jumps on everyone. He he's like, let's, let's this calls for a drink. He gets like the five hundred dollars champagne. Um, Phil is just like, this is incredible. And then Hillary's like, I'll say. And then she she sprays like a uh, like a like a scent in her mouth or whatever. So she actually liked the kiss, which I I don't know, questionable, I guess. Um, and then you know Jeff Jeffrey's going absolutely crazy. And in this, he breaks a vase. And this is what I was talking about. It's kind of like the callback to your episode where he was like, oh, it's good when you just break stuff and get out of your system. When he breaks his vase, he's like, this thing has gathered so much dust. And he just breaks right. It. Yeah. And then um, this is where he tells Phil, oh, here's a grand. Get Vivian some cooking lessons. And he's just being a dick at this point. Like he everything mm-hmm. it's so funny because I've been kind of wondering where his hatred for work was leading. And this is it. This was it. This is the one thing I'm going to praise season three on. They kept establishing that Jeffrey hated his job, and he was so sarcastic this whole time about doing stuff for this family. This was the payoff. He wins the lotto, and he kind of tells them how he actually feels to their face and quits. That's what I was looking for, so I will praise the season for that. Easily the highlight. But um, that's what happened. He just went nuts. Oh, and he also said, oh, by Ashley to Mercedes. <laughs> uh, what would you think of this?
2: I like how... Um how Hillary sprays the, uh, the Banaka in her mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was I was like what, and um, yeah. Hillary's also funny when he goes, "I'm rich," and she's like, "Did someone say something about rich?" He's <laughs> yeah. like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's this is like a, such a memorable scene for me. Like just to right. see Jeffrey acting crazy for me, it's right up there. Memorable moments. Where um, where Hillary's boyfriend uh, proposes to her by jumping down the um, the bungee jumping thing? Oh, that episode. Yay. Oh my! So God. this kind of reminds me of that. It's just like a, a just like a character being like ridiculous, yeah. And he, him thinking that he's loaded starts breaking this vase, and he pops open this bottle of champagne that I'm sure Phil was saving for a special occasion. And he tells Phil, "It's on me." Um... Which I thought was really funny. And yeah, just breaking the vase. He's basically doing all the things that he always wished he could do but couldn't. Yeah. And so now that he's, you know, a twenty six million dollar man, he's gonna make it all happen. So I thought that was really good.
3: money you got brother what's
0: going on in here and don't tell me i'm too young to know because i'm sick of it
3: my friends this calls for
0: a
5: drink this is incredible i'll say Uh, uh, um, jeffrey jeffrey now that's a 500 bottle of champagne ah the cheap stuff not to worry phil it's on me Jeffy, yeah, check it out, me uh-huh. your Montrose vase Whoa. attracts dust like a magnet.
4: Oh, yes. Gene, listen.
5: <laughs> Problem solved. Okay, Gene, listen, listen. Philip, I have a thousand dollars with your name on it.
0: Do the family a favor. Get Viv some cooking lessons.
4: You oh. <laughs> And Miss Ashley,
1: how does the Mercedes sound?
4: Vroom, vroom.
1: Very clever. I'll get you two.
4: (laughs) Vroom, vroom, vroom. (laughs) Nice try. In case you hadn't figured it out, I I quit! I quit! I quit! I quit! I quit! I quit! I quit!
1: In the next scene, we see Will and Carlton go to Jeffrey's room. He's, they're outside, they're, punt, they're like wondering what they're going to say. They go in, Jeffrey is dancing, he's acting a fool, he's going nuts. Carlton goes, will do something. Then Will gets down with Jeffrey for a split second, he just kind of starts dancing with him. And then Great. Carlton yells, and he's like, Will! And then, you know, Will goes to turn off the music. Jeffrey says, oh, you can keep the tape, I'm buying the OJs. Um, and then the rest of the scene, like, basically Will comes clean, Jeffrey tries to kill them. And he feels so humiliated that he's just forced to leave. He says he just can't face the parents again after right. what he did. Um, so after that, Phil is ripping them a new one. He is super pissed. He even says, are you out of your horny little adolescent minds? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Carlton responds, I know I am, Dad. Like the, the <laughs> kiss ass. That was the funny. The kiss ass. And then Will tries to explain it was just a joke. Then Phil says, right. you guys have done some pranks, but this one takes the cake. Phil turns around after laughing maniacally and asks, If you were me, what would you do? Will says, Well, buy us some jet skis and forget what happened. Then they all start laughing, but Phil, of course, explodes, saying, Look, you big-eared freeloader. You take your little square-headed cousin here and you find Jeffrey and bring him back or they'll never find your bodies. I'm a judge. I can make it happen. And Phil walks away.
2: Jesus. Will
1: says, I don't mind the yelling, but does he have to spit? (laughs)
2: I thought he was gonna say I don't mind them yelling, but does he have to call me a freeloader? Oh. <laughs> Dude, that's fight words. Call being called a freeloader? Yeah. Um You're gonna wear those colors. Oh jeez. Are you are going wear no, my I, colors in it. <laughs> I never liked you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought um I thought Phil was a little mean there by calling him a freeloader. Like don't help somebody and then call him a freeloader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but He's just trying to express how pissed he is at this prick. And you have to imagine he's being torn between, like, obviously, like, his his nephew and his son. He knows one of these two bumbling fucking idiots came up with this horrible idea to trick and con Jeffrey like this, and somebody's going to pay, you know what I'm saying? And that is what Phil is mostly pissed about. Because you have to remember that Jeffrey is a friend of the family. I discussed this several episodes ago, but it's kind of like... Jeffrey is more than an employee. Oh yeah. But he's not quite a family member, but he's in he's in between, you know, so you are going to have kind of these episodes where it's kind of like, wait a minute, where is it all a blur or is there a hard and set, thick black line that separates family from employee? I don't know. We certainly got to see Jeffrey do some really unprofessional things. I mean, even after he won the twenty six million dollars, He's still employed, you're still on the clock. So, when you know, if somebody asks you to make him a sandwich, you got to make that sandwich, you know, regardless how you feel about this or about that, right? You know, um, and I realized the sandwich scene was earlier, I'm just trying yeah. to, but um, yes, yeah, so I thought that was a little bit unprofessional, but this is gonna lead to him leaving, or did, did leave to him leaving, and that because. He said, You know, I've been, you know, I brought shame to myself, et cetera, et cetera, and he couldn't face it. So that's why he left. And that to me, it's it's a completely um, just like a sad way to see Jeffrey leave uh, the bank's household. And I can understand Phil's anger for sure.
1: Definitely adds a layer of like a lot more. It's more serious now, um, especially when he dropped that line of just not being able to face them and he has to, he's forced to leave um right yeah i definitely like my head kind of twisted i was like oh shit this is different um i will say phil um when phil was giving them shit i i don't know how i feel about it i want your take on this this has happened before where will or uh, phil's yelling and then he starts like laughing like a maniac and then explodes this happened again maybe this is the third time actually i don't even i don't even know what do you think of this like is it smart to reuse the same trope? Like, are they just trying to establish that this is how Phil handles things? He just, he's a maniac sometimes, or is it just like kind of a cheap throwback?
2: I think it's like a version of Phil that we're going to get every now and then. Right. I remember in family matters, Carl Winslow, there's a famous scene where he wants to explode and kill Urkel. But I forget what ends up happening. He goes to see like a specialist or something like that. And he learns like a mantra. Okay. And it was like, one, two, three, three, two, one. What the hell is bugging me? Or something like that. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. yeah. And there's one scene where he's about to explode because Urkel did this thing. And he goes, one, two, three, three, two, one. And he starts doing the the mantra. And he's doing holding everything in his power to not kill Urkel. And I have seen sometimes where... I do see a little bit of Winslow and Phil. Now I'm not part of these wackos that think they look alike. I don't think Winslow and Phil look at the same at all. Yeah. Especially Phil's like six four, and Winslow's like you know a midget. No, I'm just kidding. Is that a midget? <laughs> God damn. He's shorter. You know what I mean? It'd be like saying Kane and Vader look. Uh, you know what I mean? But um, uh, I do sometimes see that and it could be a little bit of cross pollination it could also be the writers are watching a little family matters to see what's on the other channel and you know it inspires your writing a little bit you know what I mean it happens you know if you're writing a hip-hop album but all you're listening to is like Wu-Tang during those three weeks guess what it's going to bleed into your music a little bit whether you want to think it does or not right you know what I mean so there you go but here uh with Will with Phil uh exploding like this yeah you're right it um it's been done before. The most famous one for me was uh, when he's having that freak and he goes, "What should I do?" And Will's like, "I don't know. Give us an award." And he goes, "Give you an award." <laughs> and he starts laughing and then he snaps at them. So yeah, it's been done before. I'm guessing you're not a big fan. I'm indifferent. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to put it over. It's a it's a Philism that I could take or leave. I don't really care for it.
1: Uh, no, it's not that I'm not a fan. I like it. Um, I just don't know how I feel about it
2: it being used over and over again. Um,
1: Like you can make it a trope, I guess, or like a characteristic of Phil. But like I think it's very like like if it's Phil by himself doing something, that's one thing. But once you involve like Phil, Will and Carlton again and like the exact same thing kind of plays out, I feel like there's maybe something to be said, maybe be changed. I don't know. Uh, I'm also indifferent to it. I laugh when it happens. Like I think it's funny. But um I don't know. I just wanted your take. <laughs> I thought that uh, maybe it was something you were thinking of. Mm. <clears throat> all right. In the next scene at a hotel restaurant, new setting. I'm a fan. The boys show up to find Jeffrey. A woman goes up to Carlton and asks if he was the guy from Webster. And this happens right after Carlton said that. Oh, this happens all the time. They think I'm Brian <laughs> <laughs> Uh So, yeah, she comes out, says that. And then, you know, she laughs. Will laughs at him. Jeffrey comes out and turns out he's working at this restaurant. Will tells him, uh, you know, I want you to come home. And Jeffrey goes, look, I like it here because I get treated with respect and I'm appreciated. And as soon as he says that, his boss goes to him and says, look, the urinals need the mints. And he says it in a French Jesus. accent. And then Jeffrey tries to play it off like it's an inside joke. It's like, oh, you wouldn't understand. And right. He, yeah. He yeah. walks away.
5: Um
1: that kind of broke my heart seeing Jeffrey working in a place like this. I was like, oh, God, I don't even want to look at this. This is brutal. I don't like Jeffrey being mm-hmm. treated like this.
2: When when I used to work at, a, especially fast food, when I was a manager at McDonald's or a oh, oh, swing manager, one of the things that I always tried to do that got me over with the staff was I try my best to never... Um, reprimand them in front of their coworkers. oh yeah but more importantly if i saw that th- you know they were on their break or uh before work or after work they were out in the lobby or sitting with their friends or family i would never make them feel like you know what i mean like what are you doing here or, or, or you know make fun of them or anything like that it was always you know with respect and so, yeah, when somebody, when your boss is literally, quite literally, breathing down your back and just being a dickhead, it uh, it can be really annoying. And then, if you have Carlton and Will also annoying you at the same time, it uh, becomes really, really hard to do your job. And you would have to imagine he's like on probation or something.
1: Yeah, definitely. I have a, I have a, a bo- not a boss, a foreman at my work who, who makes it a, uh, who it, it's totally a decision. To shit on the guy in front of everybody, like when he does, does something wrong, he makes sure it's in public, and he makes sure to reprimand them, at, at, like and give them hell in public. And he he gets you know he he gets it he gets a, he gets off on that. He freaking loves that. He loves giving people shit in front of other people. It's it's something I despise. And when you said that, I automatically clicked with something that happened to me this past year with him, where I was like, okay, motherfucker. Like I, I guess people, everyone who's done this too, like he. No one says anything because he's looked at as an OG. But I looked at him like, yo, are you happy that you got the attention you got? Are you good now? Are you fulfilled? Like, can we move on? Mm -hmm. And he looked at me like, what the fuck? And and that was something I'll never forget. But I I hate that, man. I hate that. And I'm glad to hear that you weren't that kind of like manager that was like, you know, I'm going to make you look like shit in front of everybody. Like, no, I, Mm -hmm. I, I can't stand that. So you're a good man. All right. We're gonna finish this off. Will tries to cause a scene with this French guy. He requests a table at the window. He's going off and uh, try all sorts of shenanigans here. They try to get Jeffrey fired, so he has no choice <laughs> but to come home. This is totally something so Will and would try to pull.
3: Should I tell him? Or do you want to, Dad? <laughs>
5: this is your son? Of course not.
3: Is it our fault you never married, Mom? <laughs> I know she embarrassed you. She only had one arm and when you would go to concert she clapped like this.
5: <laughs> Surely you don't believe this.
3: Daddy, you are ashamed of us? <laughs> this is my brother Carlton. He knows we can't afford any bigger clothes, so he just doesn't grow. Daddy, I want to grow. He's never even been on a roller coaster, for God's sakes. (laughs) You two are really something. (laughs) Something good or something bad? (laughs) I can't believe you'd go through all this to get me back. We miss
5: you. We love you, Dad. <laughs> All right. I'll come back home.
1: Oh. Daddy's coming home. Um, then Will comes up with a story about how his like, Jeffrey's his dad and and, <laughs> and then like he's talking about how he left. And then it's like yeah, he left us because my mom had one arm. And like that whole story killed me
2: um yeah i didn't want to do this here yeah, but you're forcing me. <laughs> and then they're both like dad um <laughs> and then carlton's getting into it yeah this is my
1: brother carlton he knows he can't <laughs> afford any clothes so he just doesn't grow and yeah. uh <laughs> carlton this is the first time where carlton goes with a joke that's against him because he knows <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, for a yeah, greater yeah, cost he he really and he's does, he yeah. looks at jeff he's like I can't grow, Dad. <laughs> so funny, man! It Why won't
2: I grow? It's so good. This whole scene was awesome. Oh man! And um, is, is the sh- is the short joke the most commonly used joke here in Fresh Prince of Bel Air?
1: Against Carlton, I think it definitely is. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I noticed that <laughs> Phil, Will, and Carlton pigmy. all have jokes against them that are just common. When it's a Carlton, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Carlton gets the short stuff,
2: and the white, the white, and guy. the white,
1: the whitewash. Phil gets the yeah. fat stuff yeah and will gets the big ear stuff
2: yeah and sometimes he gets the uh ghetto brother and the ghetto like, brother that whole stuff, thing yes. like oh you're from that west Philly, exactly yeah. so
1: it's funny how they yeah. just commonly roast each other with those tropes it's i actually like it because it, it's followed them up till now you know what i mean like it's, it's yeah totally a serious thing um but anyway at the end of this jeffrey's just touched to see the lengths that these boys went to to try to get him back and he agrees to mm-hmm. come back and uh, that's where we end. We end with like they're just grabbing. Oh, Dad! Yeah, he's back. And then they're making a big scene out of it. And then Will takes this lady's like lettuce and starts eating it on the way out. And that's where we end the episode. Oh, yeah, because
2: there was that there was that part earlier where, where Will was trying to buy the food off of the their <laughs> okay, table for five bucks. He goes, "How about I give you five bucks <laughs> yeah. for the for the sal- for the lettuce? How about? You- <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me the steak and the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, the whole These restaurant was
1: good, man. I liked it." Yeah, uh, yeah. so that is the end. Awesome. Awesome. Um, good finish. Really good finish. Let me get into some final thoughts. Uh, we have a goof here. When Will and Jeffrey are out yeah, back you're a goof. playing the card game, I actually caught this. Jeffrey pulls out the red oh, queen when it actually was yeah, a black queen, indicating he right. would have won the bet. I was I watched this twice because I saw it and then you know they said that he lost and I was confused. I was like, wait, what? And then I had to run it back Now we watched. I was like, Yeah, they, they messed up. What the shit.
2: Or maybe uh they knew Jeffrey's colorblind. Um It's certainly Probably not. That's Probably an interesting
1: not. theory. Um
2: Nah, don't worry about it, it's stupid.
1: I need to know where you got this theory idea from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's not follow that, that red line. Yeah. And uh, here's this is a um, a trivia that I that I've made myself. I should insert this into fandom. This is the second credit scene where it shows what happened after the episode ends. The first being the wedding where everyone's saying after. So it's an after credit scene that it, it is technically a blooper because they do like you know they laugh at the end or whatever. But it shows it shows them scrubbing the floor, and I think that indicates yes that when everything was said and done, this was their punishment. They had to clean the house, so they were scrubbing the floor. And then at the end they say they say some dumb line and, and like they start laughing and obviously it's breaking the fourth wall at that point. But the first time this happened it was only one other time when it was uh, Frank and Janice's wedding, and Vi was opposed to it. At the end of that, they sang together, so oh, that wow. that continued the episode like no shit. after the credits. Okay. And this is the second time that that's ever happened because every post credit scene it's or uh, you know credit scene it's just bloopers. It's scenes that we've seen but they're just bloopers. This is literally like a new scene that wasn't in the show. And it's, you know, implying that they the, the punishment was they had to scrub the floors. So
2: Interesting. Th- I cool. like that. Yeah. I like that. And Chris, give me your uh, zinger of the episode. Ah, zinger of the episode. This is after Jeffrey wins the lottery and he's celebrating in the living room. He says,
5: Miss Ashley, how does the Mercedes sound? Vroom, vroom. Very clever. I'll get you,
1: (laughs)
2: too.
4: Vroom, vroom, vroom. (laughs) Nice try.
2: Ashley, how does a Mercedes sound? And Ashley goes, vroom, vroom. And Jeffrey goes, I'll get you, (laughs) too. And Hillary goes, vroom, vroom, vroom. And Jeffrey's like, nice try. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at least Ashley gets uh, two Mercedes out of it. So that's a pretty good deal. She deserves it. All right. Give me your uh, yeah. rating and your final thoughts. Yeah, my overall my overall rating. I thought it started off a little bit random with like the card playing game. You kind of don't know where it's going. But with, as soon as you see Jeffrey enter there, um, you kind of know exactly where it's going. Yeah. And then I realized what episode we were watching and I was like, oh shit, it is this one. (laughs) Um, You had mentioned when we were covering season one that to you, one of the episodes that when you were younger, it didn't matter what time it was. But every time you turn on the TV, it always seemed to be that episode that was on was the one where Will and Carlton end up going to jail. Remember that one? Yeah. I think it was that episode you told me that always seems to be on. That was
1: definitely
2: one of them, yeah. Um... For me, it was always this one, when Jeffrey wins the lottery. This one stuck to me as a kid because your mind wanders, you know, like $26 million. Damn, what would you do? You know, and this is $26 million in 1991, which is is probably closer to $60 million today. So that's a big, bad joke to play with somebody. But um, I enjoyed the whole thing. I enjoyed, you know, Will Will and Carlton. You know, anteing it up, always going one up against uh, Jeffrey, then Jeffrey fighting back, and seemingly Jeffrey has the advantage and the win when he cons the boys with that trivia game that had been recorded from earlier. But for then for the boys to go and do the lottery thing, it's crazy. It just it just delivers this whole new layer of man. It's like you hit somebody with a popsicle stick and they come back and hit you with a sledgehammer. Yeah. You know that's what they did to Jeffrey here. They went at him hard. And uh, yeah, they did go a little bit too far, but I thought the, I did think to Will's defense, almost immediately he tries to interrupt Jeffrey and be like, hey man, listen, uh, we did this thing. But he, uh, Jeffrey's like, ah, he's onto this next thing where he picks up the vase and smashes (laughs) it on the ground. So they try a couple times and Will and Carlton do end up going up the stairs. And as hard as it was, they do go into Jeffrey's room and they break the news. Well, mostly Will. Carlton just kind of hung out in the background. Yeah. Which also makes sense. I mean, it's par for the course. But I just thought that... Um, I thought that was a interesting scene. Jeffrey's portrayal of horror and having this thing just happen to him and the realization that he's not a $26 million man, it's heartbreaking. And seeing jeffrey leave the house like that uh also a little bit heartbreaking as well but i thought that the boys doing that ridiculousness at the restaurant i think it made the episode fun again and it lined it up it, it was already a fun episode but it just kind of lightened up everything and to have the nice kind of fairy tale ending with jeffrey deciding to come back and and uh work for the banks was a nice little kind of bow tie on the uh at the end of the episode there so i thought it was really nice so I'm gonna give this episode 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And this follows the previous episode and that we're kind of heading back in the right direction. This one This one could easily have gone into Mars. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the the You might argue that the idea of Will and Carlton faking a lottery to make Jeffrey believe that he's a $26 million man, I realized that might sound far-fetched and out to space. But I would say that, no, it's all within the realms of reality of the reality that the banks live in. You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Like how could Jeffrey, you know, if you, but again, like I'm thinking like, if you're watching something on videotape, like you're going to know, but really, would you know, like in those times, you know, you're only, you're only, you're only able to do with what technology gives you. And believe me, I probably think going back that I was watching these videotapes with like high quality, but it was probably like, definitely not HD or anything like that right but we don't remember it that way right but anyway 10 out of 10 I enjoyed this episode it was fun I would definitely bring it to the island with me and um uh, in terms of quotability it was like an episode that I I kind of knew what the character was going to say next so to me it was kind of like it's a very quotable episode so 10 out of 10
1: da, 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 da. shit Yeah, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 as well. Um, I think just overall, the season has been so down and I'm like, I was just not enjoying it as much as I thought I would that when this, like a gem like this comes along, it's like, you know what? I think it deserves a 10 out of 10, but even if it wasn't perfect, I think I'd still would have given it a 10 out of 10. (laughs) I think it just, you know, it's a nice little light at the end of a very dark tunnel right now. And the episode I thought was great. Um, I'm not going to complain about absolutely anything. All the jokes hit. It was funny when it had to be. Uh, it was dramatic when it had to be. The acting was great on all fronts. I, I'm i going to give it points for leading Jeffrey's complaints up till now and kind of giving it an arc in a way. That was masterful. Yeah. That's where I, I think I, I have to give it a 10 when I think of it like mm-hmm. that. Um but I thought it was just really good. I honestly thought it was amazing. There was never a dull moment here. This is easily one of the ones that are like, you know what? If you're gonna watch season three, make sure this is one of them. Make sure this is you're right at this point. Make sure this is the one <laughs> until we get deeper into this. But um, yeah, no, I, I I honestly have no complaints. I was actually shocked when I saw how good this one was. I was like, this is another one that could have easily been season one, season you know, early two. Uh, And, you know, I'm starting to realize that the the, the more homey episodes are the ones that are the best. They're the ones that, the simple ones. Like, And like you said, this could be viewed as a little bit of Mars, but this is totally feasible. Like, this could happen, 100%. It's probably never, it would never happen to somebody, probably. But it could. It honestly could. Um, Yep. So,
2: yeah, man. Uh, 10 out of 10. Perfect episode. I thought that... um I thought what made the episode kind of cool is that it's kind of Will, Carlton, and Jeffrey throughout the entire thing, from the pre-credits to the after the credits. It's what are these goofballs going to do next? It was kind of like a Three Stooges kind of vibe to it. Um, We had Hillary pop in with a couple different lines here and there that kind of worked, and they were funny enough. I think Phil did a good job. Viv was kind of in the background, so was Ashley. Um, But that's okay. Uh, Just focusing on Will, Carlton, and Jeffrey for one episode I think really worked. I like that dynamic between those three guys. And um, yeah, man, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. I think that's the first time ever, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, there you right. go, man, 10 out of 10.
1: I think the uh, the Marcus Stokes episode was probably the other 10 out of 10. The 20 out of 20, if you will.
2: Nice, there you go. Yes. Love it. All right, we'll
1: be right back after this little break. Oh, this is going to be my new song that I just released. It's called Why. Um, so yeah.
3: This world is such a, um, and when I say this world, I mean it. I don't mean in an ideal sense. I mean it every day, every little thing you do is such a, gimme, gimme, gimme. Everybody back off. You know, everybody's like, you taught that from school. Everywhere, big business. You want to be successful? You want to be like Trump? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Push, 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 push. Step, step, step. Crush, crush, crush. Why is it so hard to go outside and do me? All the judging on the street. I'm just trying to fucking eat. Goddamn what the fuck honestly i've had enough i'ma be me till i die y'all like it deuces up yeah why is it so hard to go outside and do me all the judging on the street i'm just trying to fucking eat god damn what the fuck honestly i've had enough i'ma be me till i die y'all like it deuces up Yeah. Tired of rapping about the same shit I'm tired of trying to make some big hit I just want to talk about things that I want to talk about I might tell a story that makes people tear their hearts out I might go ahead and spill my guts out on the floor Being fake as fuck, I just can't take it anymore Trying to make a revision, I'll take a whole nother mission And I've been destined for greatness, but this shit just ain't the vision So I'll make some incisions and maybe switch up decisions Cause I be trying to stir the pot like all the sauce in my kitchen I got no time to start Need I'm itching. And I'm allergic to pussies And I mean kittens, not women, I'm funny Why is it so hard to go outside and do me? All the judging on the street I'm just trying to fucking eat Goddamn, what the fuck? Honestly, I've had enough I'ma beat me till I die Y'all don't like it, deuces up Why is it so hard to go outside and do me? All the judging on the street I'm just trying to fucking eat Goddamn, what the fuck? Honestly, I've had enough I'ma beat me till I die Y'all don't like it, deuces up I'm really sick of rapping about banging some bitches, 'cause I'm a married man and I ain't got no time for these bitches. I found the woman I wanted and she slaying these bitches. Eleven years and counting, and I'm happy, you bitches. I'm also not rich and I ain't balling, you bastards. Y'all motherfuckers so fake and y'all been fooling the masses. And I ain't got no fucking diamonds on my neck or my ears. Got some cubic zirconias, just like all of my peers. I'm at this for years and while there still was a Sears, I got these popping rapping morons so no way the way their careers, and y'all just don't know. what what you got until that shit is all gone. Don't you get it? Fucking twisted. This shit's more than a sum. A Why is it so hard to go outside and do me? All the judging on the street. I'm just trying to fucking eat. Goddamn, what the fuck? Honestly, I've had enough. I'ma beat me till I die. Y'all yeah, like it deuces up. Yeah. Why is it so hard to go outside and do me? All the judging on the street. I'm just trying to fucking eat. Goddamn, what the fuck? Honestly, I've had enough. I'ma beat me till I die. Y'all yeah, like it deuces up. Yeah. I'm just doing me, man. Fuck all that bullshit. Yo, fuck that noise. Woo!
2: All right, that was "Why" from Acapello. cappella. Um, Jeez, good song, dude. I you, you know I listened to the song not right when it dropped on Friday. I listened to it the day after. Um, what's been the reception so far to the song? Wow, people that usually don't listen to me has they, they've like my wife's friends are like, wow,
1: that was actually really good. <laughs> right. I don't know. I guess I just switched up the sound here, and um, it's definitely more of what it's what I sounded like back when I started. Years ago. Um, it's just very raw, very stripped back. But, you know, it's all it's all lyrics, not so much the, the beat. But the beat is catchy. And fun fact, it's an earthbound sample, which I thought I said I would do a while back. This was the result of that.
2: Right, right, right. My favorite line is... Um... <laughs> you got a line? <laughs> Shit. My, my favorite line was when you said that uh, you're allergic to pussies. <laughs> But you're talking about uh, kittens, not women. (laughs) I'm funny, bro. (laughs) I was like, whoa, what the? Yeah, because actually I'm I'm allergic to cats. I know. That's why it's hilarious. It was so funny. Double entendre. (laughs) That was slick. I liked it. Yeah, that was good. So, guys, go and check out Acapello. uh, What's the best place to catch that if you want to download it? SoundCloud, yeah? Yeah,
1: definitely SoundCloud.
2: And And uh, Acapello. Here's a little
1: tidbit. I don't know if I told you, Chris. I shot a music video recently what no i didn't know about this yeah man i went to downtown barry at one in the morning jesus it was a ghost town but every time you saw someone they were tweaking on crack oh what <laughs> oh man it was sketch and uh we went to a few places we we went to places usually with light but i got to shoot this really cool scene where uh i'm rapping down the street and like it's just dead it's dead it looks like i i i closed the street off for a video like it was it was dope Um, and then I ended up in a parking lot, like a parking garage and I rapped there. Like I did a lot and, uh, I even did an outfit change. Like I really treated it like it was a legit ass video. First legit video I've ever shot. And, um, that song will be coming to Spotify, making my debut on Spotify.
2: So that's awesome. And when does the video drop? I'm not sure yet.
1: I got a couple other songs I'm working on. I feel like I'm going to keep that one for a little later. Um, but regardless, I'm really—I I shot a video for that one because it just gave me a vibe that I haven't hit in a while. So I, like, I, I'm not gonna say it's the best song I ever wrote, right. but definitely the vibe makes me feel something that I don't feel usually. That was where I was like, you know what? I could probably, uh, like, capture people's attention with this one. So that's the one I went for when I uh, decided to make a video for it. So should, that's awesome. should be uh, should be out soon, within uh, probably in June, I'd say
2: look forward to seeing that yes sir thank you if you guys want to follow podcast fresh you can go do so at instagram we're also on youtube facebook and twitter on twitter it's just podcast fresh t-o t-o t and that stands for toronto ontario it's where we're it's where we're beaming this puppy out to the uh, satellite dishes out there but you can follow us there on the socials um, Ryan, what are personnels?
1: Yes, if you want to follow myself, I'm at official underscore acapello A-C A P E L L O. And uh if you want to follow Chris, you could do so at Torres Unlimited, both on Instagram. Also, if you want to email us, podcastfresh fresh twenty twenty at gmail.com.
2: That's right. Next week we're going to be covering robbing the banks. Um, This is the one where Philip hires an ex-convict as a handyman. So uh, I wonder what background checks we're doing there. And the bank's house is robbed. But who did it? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So that's coming up next week. I'll be covering that one. Ryan's going to be taking on Bundle of Joy. And this is the family gets ready for the baby. And Ashley is jealous. Uh Uh-oh. There we're going to get the Ashley episode. She's pissed, Uh bro. You're going to diss me in my own country, you know, but uh, so we'll, we'll take care of those two episodes next week. In the meantime, folks, we got the last wrestling podcast coming out this week as well. So check that one out and a new podcast, Fresh Cafe, coming out this weekend. So a lot to look forward to. Um, and again, folks, thank you so much for downloading this episode. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week.
1: Stay the freshest the freshness. Por favor. <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> frank honey i think it's time to change frank jr okay babe yeah you know what you look a little tired why don't you come and lay down and i rub your feet for a little while oh thanks baby that does it i'm getting me a white man <laughs> girl stop it no just to help around the house a little bit <laughs> now come on you all were
4: thinking it. Uh -uh. Podcast fresh.